0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Thursday Night Slam. Have we got a treat for you? Not just one, but we got two guests on tonight. One about to start at the top of the hour here. The other one's going to jump on at 10 p.m. So, just to give you a heads up, we have Mark Jindrak a.k.a. Marco Corleone, as well as Puerto Rico's very own Johnny Blaze. But first, let me get the cheap plugs out the way, and I want to say welcome once again this week to my co-host, T. Reyes. What up, what up, what up? Greetings and salutations worldwide. And one more other guy that you people are quite familiar with, my other co-host, none other than Dennis Reaper. Dennis.
1: What's up, guys? Can you hear me now?
0: Yes. Did, yeah. we, did we take care of the audio problems?
1: I don't know what's up with the, the professional headsets. They're you, you just not what? working. You
0: know what, brother? We go through this every time on every single show. It, it, it doesn't get old, but you know what? Welcome to the business, kid. I know, right?
1: Look, I'm just going to have to hook up the mixer and the amplifier for the headsets and just plug them in that way from now on instead of the, the USB because I think it's a USB port that's having the problems. So, right.
0: Well, this is going to be a long night, as usual, what we do. <laughs> so let me get the cheap plugs out the way. First, a shout-out to all of our Devro Sports teams out there, all our podcast uh, partners. You can check us out on DevroSports.com. Uh And we will also be in Last Out Media Studios in person, all the shows. But right now, on Thursday night, you get us. That's right. Thursday Night Slam, which is under the Body Slam's uh, banner, as well as Breakfast and Body Slams uh, once a month on Saturdays in studio at 10 a.m. Also, you get to see the old school show at 8 a.m. The Gobbler, Inc at 9 a.m. on Saturdays, and on Sundays, you get to see the Sullivan Squad at 9 a.m., the MMA Misfits at 10 a.m. Now, and also to give a shout-out to our affiliates, the Tornado Radio Tag Podcast, Anthony Blackwell and Andy Hedder, every Friday night at 9 p.m., and you can catch them on all platforms. All you got to do is Google them. Same with, also, the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, the two Dave's. That's right, Dave Keener and D.B. Richards. And, and new to our family, international, all the way live from Puerto Rico, Conversaciones de Lucha Libre, presented to you by Daniel Dan, Daniel Macado and Emmanuel Barrios. I hope I did not butcher the name, but you can listen to them on Anchor FM, but also a lot of other platforms. All you got to do is Google them as well but I'm not going to waste any more time. Like I said, at the top of the hour, we're going to kick this show off with our main, the main event guest, <laughs> Mr. Mark Jindrak. How you doing, brother?
2: What's up, man? How you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. You Can you hear, hear me? Okay? You guys can hear me. Okay. Absolutely. We can perfect, hear you perfect. just fine.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, I was doing my research on you and I I printed out like a couple pages worth of stuff. I'm like, I didn't get a chance to highlight everything, but, uh, and I was checking out other, um, uh, in in other interviews you did. I was checking out some stuff from, uh, from, from Mexico. You did, uh, dude, I was all over the place and it was like, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, this guy gets around. Yeah. (laughs) So, but you know what? Uh my man my man Dennis uh he, he got you to come in over there at, at the at the Hamburg fan fest. So you know what? I'm gonna let Dennis kick this off and start asking away the, the questions with you. Dennis, all yours, brother.
1: All well right. Mark, I wanna say again, thank you so much for being part of uh DEF CON and Skybrae Productions at the Legends of Hamburg uh event. Um Fans loved you. I have fans asking me consistently now if when I run my fur when we run the first show if you'll be there. Um and I keep telling them I was like all I could do is ask and see what we can do. Um but a lot of fans were enjoying it cuz again, it ha- you're you're not up here, you're not in the US as a lot for wrestling events and no one's really seen you in a while. So it was a very big pleasure for a lot of us to have you there. Again, I appreciate. it. I thank you very much for the day. It was a blast meeting with you and talking with you. Um so, the big question, and I, it's one of the big things that I, I love about wrestling is no one really knew much about you. I keep pushing, you know, you were one of the original original and founding members of Evolution. So, the question that I have been asked a lot of my fans lately that knew you were going to be on here was, what was the process um, uh, that took part to be a part of that, and what happened with when everything changed and they went a different direction?
2: Um, well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show, man. It was great to see you in Hamburg. And I, I really, it really was nice to get back into the swing of things with just being in the wrestling crowd in, in America. Like I said, I've been, you like know, you said I've been in Mexico, you know, I was there for 12 years. And so, you know, when I came back to America in 2018, 19 ish, uh, this was like one of my first live events, you know, that I did, you know, in the wrestling forum. So it was good to get back. I appreciate the fans. It was nice to have little conversations with each, one, each and every one of them, you know, about baseball or about something, you know, silly, but it was good just to be around the fans. Uh, yeah, you know, Evolution was, I was slated to be the fourth, the third one of the third or fourth members. Uh, you know, it was it was, uh, of course, it was, you know, Flair and uh, Triple H and then Randy Orton. Uh, I was the number four guy, uh, and it just didn't it didn't work out, man. You know, it started off where I was going to be the fourth guy, and we did vignettes and stuff, and uh, <clears throat> even to the point where uh, a few loops, you know, like we'd always go into, say, if we were on Raw, we'd go on Friday house show, Saturday house show, Sunday house show, Monday Raw. Sometimes uh, Triple H would try to, you know, team build and, He'd rent a car on Friday, like a Lincoln. It'd be him, Flair, myself, and Orton on a whole loop, you know. And we talk X's and O's and talk about wrestling and stuff. But uh, I don't know. Orton and I didn't want to talk about wrestling. We wanted to talk about you know girls and new watches (laughs) and what kind. You know, we shined up our rims on our Hummer that week. You know, (laughs) stuff like that. Like we were just immature immature clowns, you know, like we had a, it was, it was fun though. Those trips were fun. I mean, because Flair, uh, contrary to what, if you watch the ruthless aggression piece in evolution, you know, triple H made it sound like it was, oh, me and Flair, we decided it wasn't good for the group. It had nothing to do with Flair. It was all triple H. You know, Flair loved organized antics, you know, or young guys out getting girls, having fun, partying. I mean, I think I was 25 and Orton was 22. I mean, you know, it, it was just Triple H didn't didn't like that. You know, Triple H is you know in his defense, he's all about wrestling. He's all he's the game. He's all about the the X's and O's of wrestling. Whereas you know, uh, sometimes I think I was just was too immature for the for the uh, the Evolution Challenge. You know, so um, long story short, you know, we we filmed vignettes. We it got talked about an awful lot. Uh, you know, a lot. Of, you see all the backstage photos and. You know, top secret photos that haven't been released in a long time. Uh you know, that was all ready to go, it was green light. And then just just some stuff happened, you know, between the immaturity, uh, they overhyped the group, the fourth member, you know, if I remember correctly, while they're waiting for it, they're wait you know, I remember seeing polls on Raw. And they're like, Who's the next you know, I can hear JR and King talking, Who's the who's the next the next member of Evolution? And they have like a poll, like was it was it Tess, was it Jericho? Was it Kevin Nash? Was it somebody else? You know, it's like I thought to myself, you know, like watching this on TV. Like, I'm the fourth member, but damn, they're hyping this shit up so much that, like, they're what are they going to get when they go? It's Mark Jindrak. You may remember him from WCW, Natural Born Thrillers, you know that type of stuff. You know, so um, it just kind of d- dissolved, and eventually, it was a it was a Madison Square Garden Raw. I remember probably a few, you know, a few weeks before Evolution started a few weeks after evolution started and uh Vince McMahon brought me into office and he said we're gonna i think we uh we're gonna go a different way with the evolution we're gonna put you in a, uh we're gonna make you a baby face with garrison cade uh we're gonna go that direction and he you know eventually pulled the plug on the evolution deal but you know years later you see stuff come out with that uh, with a uh, triple h and you know he makes it look like him and did in one it was just him it was all him um I didn't fit the mold, the student of the game, like he, you know, he wanted, um, you know, it seemed like, um, I could, um, uh, like, Orton could get away with it, because he's a third generation wrestler, he's unbelievable, it's in his blood, uh, whereas my antics, my goofing around didn't, didn't get me on the dance floor, you know, so, uh, long story short, that's that's pretty much how it happened, I was in it, and they yanked it, but, uh, you know, like, that's the one thing too I want to say is, in that documentary the little clip of evolution in that that documentary like it made it look like I completely fell, you know didn't make it an evolution and then boom I became a crackhead in the streets for years you know but in all actuality like that eventually aided to my exit from WWE which then I went on to Mexico and for 12 years in Mexico to put it to put it like you know as humble as possible I was I was I was like the John Cena of Mexico, kind of, you know, for for a long time.
0: It, it it's funny that you say that, cause like, uh, on on when when I was researching, you did mention that about being the John Cena of Mexico. I'm like, I'm like, holy crap! And then uh, I'm like, and then as I watch more videos and as time went on, and then with you right now, explain the whole uh, uh thing with evolution. My question is though, um, do do you think that in the back of their mind that they might, they could have regretted letting you go? That they could have gave you the ball and run with, like, get, give you the chance.
2: No, I don't think so. Like that—that's you always see that online. The big comments online. I always see like about like myself or Sean O'Hare, for example, or a Palumbo, um, even a Mike Sanders. Like they always talk about, oh, you know, or. WWE dropped the ball with these guys, you know, or or some other. You take any other young superstar that maybe didn't, you know, didn't come out too much, and you know, WWE. They they always use that, you know. I don't think they have any regret. You know, it's it's such a fast moving machine that you know you kind of you either fit inside the you either get on the the train and you know leave the station or you just kind of get knocked off the side and and uh, some guys get knocked off the side. And some people have careers of 15, 20 years there, you know, like, I don't think there's any regret. I think just sometimes it's all about timing, right place, right time, right gimmick, right crowd moment, right angle, you know, just everything for me was like, I don't know, it felt like it was swimming against water. I remember my first Nitro, it was against Jericho in Montreal, where earlier in the night they had had these huge promos about screw the screw job thing in Montreal, you know, so it was something tied into that, so basically when I came out and had a match with Jericho for like 7 minutes on raw it was like the most you know anticlimactic like debut ever you know and and just things like that just you know and then i was on the fifth ev- uh fifth uh, year episode of um fifth anniversary of smackdown where uh myself angle and luther reign shot um kurt angle with a dart with a tranquilizer mean, <laughs> shot a big show with a, a dart which made him you know and then we shaved his head uh that was like the fifth anniversary of smackdown but, like, I was the third man in that group, you know? Like, so I'm facing big guys like the Undertakers and the and the Big Shows and opponents like that, the Rey Mysterios or the Eddie Guerrero. But I was, you know, catching losses all the time, you know? Like, I was happy to be in those spots and work guys like that. But, like, I was always, like, the fall guy for somebody or, like, the, you know, that typical henchman character, you know? And to be honest, like, you know, in WWE, I just, I just kind of never found my niche, you know? I never found... It was hard to be Mark Jindrak. I didn't, you know, Mark Jindrak's a guy who plays fucking old school Nintendo and and uh, cuts baseball cards and you know does goofy shit like that. Like, whereas you know I like,
0: I think I, I think just from that little fun background you just saying right there, and I see behind you with the sports and, and uh, <laughs> I think you will fit in good to jump in with the uh some of the Devereaux Sports uh po- podcast teams that we have the the come on air and talk with them. Uh, about sports and stuff because they they go at it. Uh, but uh, one one question I got um, do you feel that um, uh, you had a better time pre WWE when you were in in, in, in WCW? Do, you, do do you think they gave you more of, of an opportunity to grow there?
2: No, no, I don't. I, th- I think I had I think I had more than enough opportunity in WWE. It's just you know, it's, it's, like I said, it was a collective miss, you know, it was just a collective miss. Um, You know, I, I I I was given a lot of TV time, you know, I, I had, I was in the ring with some big guys, you know, and like, I just, I didn't, under, I don't know if I didn't, I, I, if I understood it com- completely, you know, I don't know if I uh, was just put on these matches or doing these matches or like... It, you know, I'm I'm worried about like six seven minute matches where sometimes it's not about that a, a quality. Sometimes it's about um, you know a, being aggressive, super aggressive, or or you know I, I just I just had a hard time finding myself. It seemed you know. Whereas you give me a character in Mexico and say, hey, you're you're not Marco Corleone, you're this guy from Italian. You know, you're this. Uh, you know, you give me a part to play and and I ran with it. You know and and
0: and you were and- having fun
2: having fun, like, and, yeah. it, and it wasn't, and it wasn't, you know, I'm a different type of athlete as well, you know, like, um, they always wanted to make me, because they came from WCW, you know, like, th- that type of, when it was, the Cruiserweight division was hot, in WCW, and then over to WWE, they kind of were, not experimenting, but, like, you could tell that Vince McMahon was still new to the whole smaller guys in wrestling thing, you know, like, it'd always been the land of the Giants, and then all of a sudden, you know, early 2000s, you see the Benwas, the Eddie Guerreros, the Jamie Nobles, the Shannon Moores, Shane Helms getting opportunities that weren't your typical run-of-the-mill six-foot-seven guy, you know that type of guy. And uh, um, I just think that I was given a lot of opportunities. It just didn't, you know, it just Mexico fit me better. My style, my my you know my my athleticism, jumping, running under the ring. You know, like I thought about it. Like if if I did some of the stuff I did in Mexico, like holding Hoisting guys up on their, uh, my opponents, you know, were hoisted up on someone's back, and I would drop kick them in the face eight feet in the air, or I would run and do a a dive outside of the ring on one person and land on my feet, um, or, or something, you know, like if I did this stuff in WWE, it would it would have changed the game for me, it would have it would have made a different impact, but like I just didn't, I don't know if I was just wasn't willing, or I was afraid, or I was maybe not willing to go that extra mile to. make it work for myself you know but in mexico you know i learned i came like a sponge open up to learn everything and they 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 made me a fucking cat you know where i was jumping out of the ring and the difference (laughs) between me and them though is they're five foot nine five foot eight 180 eighty. I'm i was six foot six 255 pounds you know like big difference so then you know you add that with like i just just hit the right time so you know no, and no regrets either way, you know. But I think I I was given plenty of opportunity to be honest with you. Um,
0: now, I, now you went to uh, was it CML LL? Yes, yeah,
2: CMLL. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: what was your um, uh, intake into getting in there? What, what, was that the first company in Mexico that you went to, or who invited you? How How did you get your foot in the door to go down there?
2: Um, well, funny story, like. Um, uh, I had really known nothing about – I I knew nothing about Mexico, you know. And, and I traveled with Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, you know, on the road in SmackDown towards the end of my uh, run in WWE. Um, but I didn't know anything about the Lucha Libre yet there, you know. And, and then one, it was March of 2006, and I remember getting a call from uh, uh, Johnny Stamboli, Johnny the Bull, okay. He and Chuck Palumbo were doing the FBI, the full-blooded Italian gimmick, in Mexico – and they were in an angle with um, Ultim- Ultimate Dragon Ultima dragon, and yeah. uh, some of his students or whatever. And it was like, you know, like Italian guys. And, and that was in March. So they had gone and did like a little two-week tour in Mexico, came back to the States. When Chuck and Johnny the Bull came back to the States, Chuck got picked up from WWE again. They called him up and said, hey, we want to bring you back on. They, they signed him. So now Johnny the Bull's like... I need a guy. I need, a, a, I need another guy. And they said, "Hey, you know, Mark, you want to come and play an Italian gimmick?" I said, "Sure." So I came there, and they gave me the, came, they gave me the name Marco Corleone. Uh, my first, the first, my first match was like this Grand Prix. You know, like it was like a tournament in, in CMLL. Uh But my first like matches were always against. It was me and Johnny the Bull versus Alberto Del Rio, who's, who was Dos Cardas Junior there, and Lizmar Junior. Uh who was in WCW for a long time. So
0: Yeah, I uh, saw that I saw that dive where you and uh and, and Del Rio came running down the aisle, jumped over, and you actually landed into a pinning position when you did the high cross body over the top. I am yeah. like, Holy shit, like like this boy can fly. I'm like, and I seen all the drop click all, all the drop kick videos yep. that, that you were doing. I'm like I like hold up. So I started pulling videos of you. I I, I found I found a YouTube page of someone. I don't know if it's someone who knows you or what, (laughs) but they put a nice music video together uh, with uh, uh, with you and Rocky Romero doing a song. Okay, something uh, we messed uh, around.
2: We we messed around doing music and stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, it was a it was a good time, man. the 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 wrestling in Mexico was it, it slept on, you know, like people didn't really know about it back then, you know, it was, it was really slept on. And, and I went, I discovered a gold mine, you know, like I went there before it was kind of, now you see, now it's so universal. Like ROH, a lot, they they started coming to the CMLL. AAA does a lot of, uh, you know, like deals with other companies and stuff. So people now are coming in out of Mexico. Like it's, you know, normal, but, uh, back in 06, you know, like when I came, it was, I was, I was in a great, great situation, you know, like, uh, I hit at the right time at the right moment. Like, just like I said, like, just the timing that wasn't there in, in WWE, but that timing that I lacked was all the timing I needed in Mexico. Like, everything there hit when it was supposed to hit and just how I anticipated it, you
0: know? Now, now I'm guessing down there in Mexico, it's for to get over as an American Technico is, I, I would have to say, kind of difficult because foreign, I, foreigners are usually the rudos you yeah. know you know yeah so so i i guess uh i guess from switching i guess because you came in as a rudo first right and then switched over to 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 technical
2: yeah it was i mean it was and like, like i talked about like swimming against water in wwe like i said i always felt like i was swimming against water and and cmll my style of who I was as a wrestler and my athleticism. And like, as I came, you know, I was a a body guy at six foot six. Like I, in Mexico, like it was just, um, I became like a, an athletic, like specimen, like a phenom, you know? So, um, instead of swimming against water, I felt like everything was swimming in my direction. You know, like it was easier than ever, even as a Rudo or a a heel Rudo, they call it. Um, you know, I came in and, 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 uh, I get the the cliche boos because they, you know, are trained and not like foreigners that come in. But eventually like 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 I say swimming instead of swimming its water, the current was at my back because everything I did touched the gold. If I did that lo- that big plancha, that big crossbody uh, cross body from the ramp, it looked so aerodynamic and air Jordan esque, you know, like um, everything I was, the leaving the leapfrogs, I would do leapfrogs there, like just jump 35 40 inches in the air and I spread my legs out Don't, that, that don't get,
0: get me started with that I, I seen you you're standing face to face with some guys and all you do you just just one leap over top of them like it was nothing I'm like
2: those were my height. those became my like my little high spots like
0: and and I'm guessing, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of that jumping ability besides besides um, uh, from being tall of course uh, is from your time playing basketball as a kid. Cause I like, like I said, when I seen those clips of videos, they they had them spliced in those with the wrestling clips of you playing ball.
2: Well, fun fun fact. Um, I can't take all credit. My my grandfather, not my dad, but my grandfather, he uh, was a world class high jumper. Like not world, well, I can't say world class, more like top around the nation, scholastically when he was in high school. He went to a really, really big prep school in New York City back in the day. Um, and he was a, a big-time high jumper. So, you know, genetically speaking, it's, it's in my blood.
0: Now, now, uh, eventually, uh, from CML, <laughs> LL, you ended up going to AAA. Uh, from, from, like I said, you can give us uh, your report of it, but this is just what the internet, you know how the internet is. just about people believe anything they read. But uh, it's just something about you were um, – banned from uh performing in in tijuana mexico for yeah guys, due to tights with uh, an opponent
2: yeah they said they i think it said in the, in the wikipedia or the the page that i um pulled someone's pants down or someone pulled my pants down in the match uh what did happen with that to clarify it's funny that people always bring that up um it was a it was a battle it was a it was a What's that what is it? I guess we had to climb out of the it was a, a cage and you had to climb over the cage, you know, and uh okay. sometimes they do these matches in Mexico and I don't know where the hell they get these cages from, but you know, just think on independent shows, like it's weird to see a makeshift like cage match, you know? And if you do, it's probably not gonna be the stablest of cages, you know. So I was in this match with I don't know if you know these wrestlers, the Los Pedros del Mal, and it, it was a real popular group in Mexico. Um uh, Damien six 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 Yes. Um, Halloween. And Halloween, yeah. Um, I was in a match with those guys, and I'm climbing out of the rickety-ass cage. It's, I'm at the top, and it's literally fucking, like, swaying back and forth. <laughs> and the top, it's like your typical, like, cage, like a f- fence, like you would see out in someone's yard with those fucking, like, jagged-ass things at the top. Like, it was unbelievable. Big. T- and you're looking down, and it's, it's shaking. So, these guys are jokesters. And, you know, and I, like I said, I was, like, the heartthrob-type guy there with women and stuff so as i was climbing out of the cage this uh this damien 666 yanked my shorts down so my whole ass cheeks both ass cheeks were fully (laughs) exposed fully fully exposed and i was at the top of the cage i was nearly about to climb out of the cage one leg and other leg and i got up there and first of all it was like i said it was swaying back and forth so i had two choices like literally, leave my hands on top of these dangerous cage and and fix my shorts, or just keep the shit like it is and just climb out to safety and then fix them afterwards. And to be honest with you, I didn't give a shit about my ass cheeks hanging out. I just wanted to get the fuck out of the cage because that <laughs> shit was a walking tetanus shot, you know. And uh, I jumped out. As soon as I jumped out, I yanked my shorts off. No, my my penis wasn't exposed or anything. It was just my ass cheeks. <laughs> And, um, you know, just the commission of Lucha Libre didn't like it there. And he supposedly suspended me for a year. But to be honest with you, but it I never liked wrestling. Accident. I didn't I like
3: wrestling
0: was Excuse me? No, I was going to say it was an accident, though, from someone else pulling your trunk down. It wasn't you pulling someone else's trunk. No, down,
2: though. It made me look super gay in there, you know, which there's no problem <laughs> with gay people. But, like, I'm not gay, you know, so it looked like me – doing some weird shit, like, oh, that's goofy, man, The pull, pulling some dude's shorts down, like, weird, I don't know. So, yeah, to clarify that, yeah, that definitely didn't, what did happen like that? What happened was I got my shorts down, and it was in Battle royal. it was a joke, and the commission liked like it, and they, and they suspended me, but it didn't matter, because Tijuana was like, I remember at the time I had a guarantee for every match I did, and whether it was, like, you know, next door to Arena Mexico in Mexico City, or... Tijuana, the furthest place I could travel out towards, you know, out of Mexico City, it was. I'd make the same money. So me being banned there for a year was okay because I hated going there anyways. (laughs) Well, we, well, Mark, we have a question
1: in the chat. Uh, He is our the head of the Devro Sports uh, Group, uh, Pat. He wants to know Mark what was the difference atm- difference atmospheres from WCW versus WWE but I want to add to that what was the different atmospheres between WCW, WWE and wrestling in Mexico all to, all between all three
2: Um the overall just stuffiness, you know like like WCW I was young and you had some politics and stuff but it just seemed like there was a lot of young guys and a lot of veterans, you know you had the the guys I watched growing up The Rick Rudes, the Kurt Hennings, the towards the end of their careers, um, the Kevin Nash's, the Scott Steiners, you know, uh, and then you had like a new Goldberg, um, and then you had a bunch of new guys, like Natural Born Thrillers, and all those guys from the power plant, and um, it was kind of chill, you know, it was, it was, it wasn't quite like old versus new, because the old guys were kind of cool, and uh, they were making their money, so I don't think they gave a shit. Uh, WWE was very stuffy. You know, you fuck around and not shake someone's hand by accident, or you get a bad rap or something, or you know, it it, it travels around like gossip. Very, very toxic. Um, very toxic uh, environment. Um, and then Mexico was like, you know, it was like the wild, wild west. It felt like, you know, like um, I wouldn't say not. A, I wouldn't say not a lot of rules. There was rules like anywhere else. Like. But it was it was chill you know there was um i, w- I remember taking a a taxi to shows like a little punchbug taxi to shows where there's thirteen thousand people there and you know it's just it's just a different atmosphere like lock rooms are old and you know musty and uh musky and and like uh you know but and metal and loud, but like it's traditional you know like the the greats wrestling in arena mexico it was just uh. A very laid back experience, you know, an experience I think I needed after WWE and uh, my shortcomings with the evolution thing. Okay, that's fair. Um,
0: We have another uh, comment from Pat. He says anytime Mark wants to come up and talk sports with us, he's more than welcome. Uh, He's inviting you to the Deborah Sports sports Family, either in house or or like this on uh, through, through this as well. So, uh, definitely what's up, throwing it out there.
2: there. Um, I'll, I'll have to talk my Yankees. I'll have to talk my Yankees, their playoff run coming up. And you uh, actually got
1: David Hughes, uh, one of the guys from the 2300 podcast, literally says, Mark, our go Yankees. Uh, um, Yankees, yeah. My, they girlfriend, my girlfriend is ecstatic that you're a Yankees fan. Uh, um, Dennis,
0: Dennis, you need to get a new girlfriend.
1: I don't, I don't. Here's the thing. Listen, listen. I'm going to say this because this was a conversation me and Mark had at the Legends of Hamburg. When you think about professional baseball, there's only two teams you talk about, the Yankees and the Red Sox, period. Two greatest baseball teams ever. Well, I'm a Phillies fan, but I'm talking about, like, when you (laughs) really talk about baseball, those are the two most famous baseball organizations, period. Like, there's no one there's like when you grow up playing baseball. Um, like when I was a kid, I wanted to always hit a home run out, out of Yankee Stadium. I always wanted to hit a home run out of Red Sox Stadium. That's because you know, you have the Green Monster and you have the Yankee Stadium where like every whole, every legend has ever played has been there. You know, that's 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 the that's why like the two biggest teams in baseball will always be Yankees Red Sox. That's why the feud is so good. You know, besides the whole Babe Ruth train. <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, looking at all your accomplishments, Mark, and all your things you've done in professional wrestling, um, the way wrestling is now already considers a championship uh, title a a prop, um, but I look at it as it's an honor to be able to be in that position, you know, the company's looking at you as someone that can lead a certain division or a certain, you know, weight class with this, this opportunity and that title out of all the titles you've, you've won throughout your wrestling career, which one meant the most to
2: you? Um, you know, probably those early on the tag team titles, I won with O'Hare in WCW. Um, that was, that was kind of important because, uh, you know, like wrestling, I, I I watched wrestling as a kid, but you know, I, I started playing basketball in high school and college and, uh, you know, wrestling after girls came along and, you know, I, I gave it up, you know, like I didn't care about it anymore. <laughs> uh You know, so, so to, to, to like forego a few more years of school to play basketball and then decide all of a sudden, like I'm going to become a wrestler, you know, like it was a big change for everyone, my family, for just people that knew me, like it was like I was crazy, you know, like what the hell is he doing? You know, what's he thinking? And, you know, early on, like I, uh, you know, got in the power plant and got on TV pretty quick. And, like, within by the time I get on TV, three months later, we're tag team champions. So, like, I almost got instant gratification for decisions, you know, drop out of school and say, oh, and within two years become tag team championship holders. And, uh, you know, at the time, wrestling was still really, really, that Monday Night War was still hot, Nitro versus uh uh Raw, you know. So it, it, I think those titles gave me early... Uh, assurance that I was making the right move, and it just kind of put us on the map as ASAP, you know? All right. No, I, 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 that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I was sitting here, I was, I was looking at your other championships you won, like, in uh, CMLL. Yeah, you yeah, had the, the, the World Heavyweight Champion, uh, the Trios Champion with Maximo and Rush, uh, yeah. uh, Copa with, with Rush, and... I'm sorry, my Spanish. I I don't speak Spanish, and, and I'm Puerto Rican. That's bad. And uh, yeah, no, uh this other championship with with uh, Kushida.
2: Yeah, it was some uh, Ultimate Dragon would always have these uh these little tournaments and stuff, and he brings some some uh, Japanese fellows over, and and I actually got the, a chance to tag with Kushida in some tournament. We won, so yeah, was, the I mean, Suzuki Cup. Yeah, Suzuki Cup. Yep. So I mean, it was um. Yeah, great moments. You know, like uh, that that championship was the heavyweight championship was pretty big in CMLL. I mean, like I, I believe I'm the first American ever to win the the, the championship there. You know, like uh, no other. And you know, a lot of people were through came through CMLL. You know, uh, actually, I was the first foreign champion since twenty years previously by Steele, who was AKA Val Venus in Mexico. Yeah, Steele, and he was he was the last foreign champion. But American born, I was the only American champion ever. Um You know, that's so, an honor right there. Oh yeah, and like I said, like they had so many big. St- I mean, Jericho came through there. Uh, Benoit wrestled in there. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, um, you know, just a, a bunch of a bunch of legends, you know, and uh, you know. But Vampiro was very big. You know, the, my 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 biggest run. My run can be very compared to like Vampiro's uh, success in Mexico. You know, like right right wrestler right foreigner at the right time you know um the only difference was was probably like i was a little more like a 2.0 you know like i was bigger in my body i was more like tv actorish you know like acting type stuff so i was like a tv i became a tv star in mexico you know whereas um you know all his stuff came from like wrestling you know so
0: i i i got that video too as well of there's a I have stuff queued up here on my board of you acting in uh, soap operas. It's like, uh, if, if, like you know what? I'm gonna pause right here real quick. I'm gonna play uh some clips here and see what the fans think. Uh, all right. Dennis, Dennis, this might be the first time you're 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 seeing this too. Uh, like I said, look, he's I've done the
1: research. Me and he's him talking about not at, him. At legends of Hamburg. <laughs> Cobarde? No soy cobarde.
4: ¿Qué es lo que como los hombres infelices? Ah. Get to see.
2: Get it do. Get it. Pero qué bonito perro lo pero
4: algo salió had to like
3: bring
1: that, I'm like oh shit, this is great.
0: Some good shit. Um, Look, my
1: my back hurts from those back slaps. <laughs> like, just, like I just think of back chops and I'm just like ow, like that's that those they told were it, they told like they stiff. oh they told you <laughs> uh,
0: that's the I last thing you should ever tell from here on Siéntate Say again,
3: Siéntate cobalde. <laughs> <will>. <laughs> I'm gonna be using that from here on in.
2: Siéntate, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sit <laughs> down. No. Yeah. Um, it, it,
0: it, it's funny that you know we we are we trying to figure out at first like is he fluent in Spanish and like I said from from stuff we found online we're like yeah he is I'm yeah, so, yeah. like he plain,
2: plain. <laughs> but my oh. wife is Mexican. You know, my my wife is from Mexico. She's here on a green card. So, our we are a lot of times our main language in the house is Spanish. You know, so my son is four years old. He's bilingual already. So, you know, it's it's yeah, I'm fluid, I'm fluid.
1: Like I no, knew he no. was, but i was I was talking to chio the other day in a in a chat um about when I'm sharing this on Twitter I'm gonna tag you know c l m l uh c m l l triple a I want to get all the fans that have seen you wrestle down there to tune in because they might not have seen you for a while um and I'm like, I know that chio and and them are fluent in Spanish. I was like so. If Mark decides yeah. to start, you know, slinging out Spanish, well, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this. But uh, uh, I wanted to make sure that if they would ask questions in this, and in, you know, in, this, in the in the dialect, that you know, absolutely respond to it in that dialect. I don't want you to, you know, people to like, well, he's only speaking in English. No, absolutely, answer it any language you want. Um, <laughs> but the wrong question I got to ask um, because at the Legends of Hamburg, you said I reminded you. Of a version of a former tag team partner of yours, of a Sean O'Hare yeah. young version. What was your favorite things about working with Sean?
2: Um, I mean, well, Sean and all the Natural Born Thrillers, the guys from the the Power Plant, it was it was almost like, like, like for example, my first my first time on the show was with Sean. I think we did some some little Saturday morning TV tapings or whatever. Um, and then also, uh, you know, stuff like, uh, just, just the guys in general, like being on TV together with these guys was the best experience. Because I was going to school with a bunch of your boys, a new school for the first day with all your friends, you know, like, oh, I'm the first day of school. I'm supposed to be nervous, but whoa, well, wait. I got six of my friends with me, you know, it was their first day of school as well. So it was like, we got to stay in our little clique. Um, and, and Sean in particular and him and I, you know, as a tag team, you know, like I said, we won tag team balance really quick and uh just just him, just his whole um just putting together moves with him because he was I I, I innovated, I thought about a lot of stuff, you know, moves and tag team moves that we did, but he was able to execute everything, you know, uh, with his athleticism, backflips, his his Swanton diving he did at six foot six, two hundred and seventy five pounds, you know, like just just the pure athleticism. That was that was a thing. Being partners with somebody that that actually was more athletic than I was, you know. I may have been a jumper and you know, coordinated wise, like a crush in basketball and baseball and football the normal, but you know, fighting and stuff, he would destroy me, you know. So uh it was those were my fond memories. You know, he was a tough guy, uh a good friend and just the group in general, just being on TV for the first time together.
0: You know, one of the things that I got really excited about when I found out was the simple fact that you had your hand involved with Lucha Libre USA.
2: Oh yeah.
0: I I enjoyed that
2: a lot. I was one of the founding members. I put that whole, I put that whole squad together. Um, the whole, t- you know, that was in charge of, I was the director of town. Like I was the, I was the, you know, I, I did everything, you know, I did everything. It was myself, um, a guy named Steve ship from New York. And the third guy, yeah, I don't know what he calls himself in AEW, but he's an announcer. His name's Alex Albert And he comes out with, um, Penta. Ah, uh, yes.
0: I, I know that guy. He used to, when he used to wrestle over this way, he used to go to Penn state Back Absolutely. in the day, he he used to be called uh, Too Fat Yutzak, Too Fat yeah, Arafat. yeah, yeah. I, Alex, Man, I, I know crazy, him from back know. then.
2: Yeah, so that that guy, that guy, Alex Abrahantz is his name. I feel so happy for him because, like I said, like I knew him from. Um, he used to be a WWE writer, a lot like long, you know. And it was something, you know, the WWE system. Like I said, just like me, kind of, you gotta get spit out if you either get. You either make it in or you get spit out, and he got spit out. Like they were rough on him, I think, in the as a writer and stuff. He didn't last very long. But after I left WWE, he contacted me. We got, you know, I think he got me booked in a commercial in Philadelphia one time. Um, Just a real put together guy, you know, very orderly. Loves wrestling. Is is willing to put the work in. Pay me later, you know, that type thing, you know. And for a long time, he flew himself down to Orlando uh, with TNA, I think. Um, it did a lot of work with them. And then he, um, and then when we had the Lucha Libre USA thing where I, I needed a guy that was his type, you know, like someone very orderly could put things on paper, you know, make a plan, have TV sheets, you know, um, um, he was the guy and, and, uh, I got the guy, Steve Shipp, the CEO of the company to hire him. So it was basically us three, uh, Alex, myself and the CEO, and we put together Lucha Libre USA and. To be honest with you, it was a it was a great success. I mean, I wish it would have worked because the concept was was perfect. It was a perfect mix of like lucha libre and American style wrestling. Um, we had some some guys like John Walters, um, mm-hmm. um, some good names like some some strong. Uh, I think we had Petey Williams. We had some uh, uh, T, uh, T J Perkins. We had some you know American talent. Then you bring in all the lucha libre guys from Mexico, the, the Liz Marks, the you know the characters like that, and uh, it just worked. Cara- we, did, we filmed we filmed in Albuquerque, New Mexico, at the Hard Rock uh, Casino. Uh, it was a perfect when- home. It just didn't work. It, we, we were on a time slot, on MTV two that just sucked. We were we're like yeah. nine in the morning mm-hmm. piece between like some stupid cartoons. <laughs> like our ratings were like Gar- even, garbage. Even know what the fuck. They're just shitty. They're shitty, and you know when they're shitty on. Any, like any kind of network television like that they they pulled the plug quick so we had like four episodes five episodes or something and that was it but one experience I mean like one experience uh, putting it all together and uh, the shows were big successes I mean the fans whoever came and saw any of those shows the fans really were were given a delight you know we really worked hard we're an inaugural company trying to really go hard and, and uh, the mix was great the loosely Libre... Uh, American style mix was perfect. Even the, even like the people, you know, backstage just getting along on the road, like it was all the, uh, you know, this, the Americans trying to speak, you know, Spanglish and stuff like that. Like it was such great bus rides and tours, and I'll never forget. It. I wish I you wish you know it it's still- kind of,
0: you you know it's kind of funny you you uh, mentioned that about the American speaking Spanish because uh, I went went when I went back and I watched the first episode of 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 lucha libre usa on youtube uh the the gentleman who was in the first match i actually got to work with him here in pennsylvania and in new jersey was none other than mascara Papora.
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah and 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 me and him were talking and i i'm like I'm like, dude, you speak really good English. You speak very fluent. I'm like, are you Mexican who speaks good English, or are you American who speaks really good Spanish? Which is it? And he, he explained it to me. He's an American. I'm like, all right, cool. And you know, well, said he's, he's, yeah, like
2: he looks, he well, looks American. He's got blonde hair or blondish reddish hair, like or something. And and I like that's one of the guys I brought over. He was like in the yeah. first or second match, uh, like the opening second match or whatever in Reno Mexico. Like a lot when I was like coming up in Lucha Libre, you know, the game. And and I remembered all these people that I remembered, uh, you know, like, that were good, good talents, I brought in, you know, brought him to America. And and he was perfect because he was bilingual, you know, like Monterey looks like a white boy, uh, talks like a white boy, but also speaks Spanish, you know, so.
0: But yeah, um, it, it was great when when I got to see him for the first time, and then and uh, like and, and he's still living here in the states too, like you know, like in Arizona or something like that. Yeah, so, something like that. And, yeah. And, and still getting that work, and though he's still pushing that work. Yep. Uh, Dennis, you were gonna say something.
1: Um, Mark, do you, are you uh are you still watching the wrestling that's on now, like from WWE to like AEW or any of them at all?
2: No, I you know I I don't I don't I don't even know what goes. I know you know obviously I. You know, now wrestling, like anything I follow online, like Bleacher Report or, you know, or some kind of – they always – a world star or something. They'll show some clips of main wrestling stuff that's going on. We're, this past week, when CM Punk came back, so I saw that. That was everywhere. Um, also, um, I saw that Cena wrestled Roman Reigns, and Lesnar came back with a man bun. and
1: <laughs> <laughs> A man bun, clean-faced omos, cowboy boots on. Um but no like I said I like I get asked questions all the time but um I, I if I didn't know if you got the, did you by any chance get to watch the video of CM Punk's CM Punk's promo of when he came back at all
2: I did I did see it okay did. Um no, what
1: what would yeah. you what would you, what were your thoughts on that by any chance cuz I know that's a question I got asked that, you know if you were on the, if you know if you watched it what were your thoughts on how how he did it and how it went
2: I mean it's cool I mean I, honestly um, you know, I don't really know, even know him. I've never, I've never met CM Punk ever. You know, like, we've never crossed paths like a backstage of anywhere. Like, I don't think we're at the company at the same time, so as a person, I don't know much about him, but just as a character, you know, like, it seemed like it, the pop was so loud, and he was so over, that even like, made him go out of character a little bit. Like, you know, he's a little more, to me, it feels like he's more a matter-of-fact guy. He's kind of snide, a little He's not, you know, doesn't show a lot of motion, happy wise, you know, like he's kind of like a, it's kind of a prick, and that that works for him, you know, the p- people love that, but you could tell when he was so over that, he was doing stuff that I just don't, you know, like jumping into the crowd and and just smiling, you know, and and uh, obviously the content of his his promo was awesome about he's back, it's this date, so that was all cool, um, but like it's just it's just amazing how over he is, it, like. So it didn't really matter what he said or, what you know, the, the matches now. It's like there's, the possibilities are endless, you know. So yeah. it's a good thing for wrestling. I mean, and then WWE because, I mean, look, Vince McMahon can say his shit about, you know, there's really no competition and stuff like that, but they they feel the competition, you know. It's competition. Like, <laughs> it's competition. And, and you start feeling like, not things sw- swaying or switching, but like, you know, I mean, let don't let too many stars go that AEW is going to pick up because he's letting quality guys go, you know. And, and, and AEW is appealing to a lot of guys that don't want to wrestle in WWE like a CM Punk, you know. So yep. um, it's amazing. It's a, it's really, really amazing. The, the, the tides are turning quickly. Um, but also WWE, they have to put on a great show, you know, which you knew SummerSlam was going to be good and packed with surprises because,
1: you and know. AEW just pulled a rabbit out of a hat.
2: Yeah, and it wasn't like, even a rabbit. They told you it was coming. Like, hey, we're going to tell you a fucking corny joke, and you're going to laugh no matter what. And yeah. they 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 put they, they knew it was coming, you know? Like, in WWE, they got a little more surprise tactics, you know, bringing Lesnar back and stuff. But, like, it, it's 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 crazy when you tell wrestling fans what they're doing, basically, and the, the secret's out. And like, they, then, yeah. they didn't care.
1: They didn't and it care. And like, it was like, that's what I loved about it. It was like, they were telling everybody, hey, we're bringing you this person, the best in the world's coming. And I kept swerving to going, well, Daniel Bryan really was the best in the world back in the day before CM Punk was. So it could be either one. Um, But then Tony Khan pretty much that day of the show going, listen, I'm not going to let, I don't disappoint people. I'm telling you flat out, tune in tonight. This is something y'all have been waiting for a very, very long time. As soon as he posted that tweet, I knew exactly that it was CM Punk. Yeah. Um, and like I posted on Facebook, I was like, I was watching it. The whole, all, all eyes were on AEW that night just because of a rumor a CM Punk back and it happened, yeah. you know, and yeah. I love, I love this promo because like he said, he left professional wrestling at this time and he's back because WWE is a sports entertainment world. It's not professional wrestling. They're called, inter- they're called professional, they're entertainers. They're not wrestlers anymore. You know, I wish that you would just call them professional wrestlers and not sports entertainers. But I get it. It's a different platform. It's a different scenario there. Um, And this comes from multiple guys from there that that they're tired of being an entertainer. They want to be professional wrestlers and they want to have fun and and allow their input to be taken serious. Like, hey, I, I get that we're going this direction with my character, but I think we might need to go that way for more of an appeal to the fans because we're losing their interest. You know, yeah, and these guys sure. are like Vince. Does, Vince doesn't want to talk to people. It goes to one guy or three guys, and it doesn't get the Vince. And you maybe get a five minute window with Vince, and then if you blow your shot, you blow your shot. Yeah, um, yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. And that that and that's come from like Chelsea Green and and all of them. They've all said like we've sat down with Vince and we had our opportunity and we blew it. We didn't know what to say because you don't get your opportunity with them as much. Um, yeah. So I love the fact that Punk said stuff. You know, he didn't say anything bad. He just said that he worked for a company and he wasn't healthy, and, he w- and it was making him sick there.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, you know? yeah. And that's it. You know, like uh, you, that's that's all the drama you need. You know, like that's the saga part of wrestling. You know, like this happened. You know, I wasn't happy, and here I am. You know, like it just it just works. It's in re- wrestling and everything in life. Timing's everything, and just, this, this timing's perfect, especially for him and that that fan base with with fans coming just newly kind of coming back to arenas and stuff i mean like yep. my god that that was between the chris jericho singing song there his song oh and, my god yeah, yes like it's just a it's just it reminds me of like late 90s wwf wwe early 2000s you know when rock and wrestling golden like, hot golden hot where every every monday night raw was you know Hacked. You you know, you when they came on air and from a certain arena with the, the fireworks and stuff in the arena, like we're we're live from Raw. You know, you hear JR. Those times were so amazing, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just it was so amazing. Such a great time. And and I get that same feeling like now with AEW that they're just everything they, they're doing everything for the fans. And you know, they always say you know, it, it seems like they always you say in WWE, you know, you work to the millions out there on the TV cameras. You know, don't care, don't doesn't matter what's going on in the crowd. You know, where I think AEW takes it the other way. Like if the people outside in TV land see wh- what fun's going on inside, they're gonna want to come out to the arena when they're when, you, when they come to their hometown, and, and it, that that fun is just going to just you know magnify thousand times you know the people yeah. on, on tv sitting at home so i think it's great like at aw i think it's cool i think it's you have a cool um owner with some money you got talent young talent who are kind of getting more and more um experience every day and uh you got guys surprises here and then dream matchups you know you're gonna get up you're gonna eventually get a uh, you know uh, a CM Punk versus somebody that you want to see you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get you know so many different matchups you with, with, with what they got now with their roster so it I'm I'm I don't really watch wrestling but I may start tuning in a little bit I don't know <laughs> um
1: there's another question in a group uh in the chat uh from Pat again Pat's been hitting with questions who is the most influential person on you in the business um, as well as what was your relationship with Garrison Cade?
2: Uh, well, Garrison Cade, I'll say first of all, he was a great partner. Oh, you know, uh, good friendship with him. Um, nice guy. Uh, sucks that he died. You know, like, sucks that a lot of people die before their time of wrestling. Um, it just sucks. Um, but to have him as a partner, it was one of these things where... Um, You didn't ever have to worry. You know, he was, he was, you could count on him always. He was always, he was always there, like spot wise in the ring, outside the ring. He was always, you could always knew he was going to take care of his business, rest, hit the gym, and, you know, always get to the arena on time. Like, just, just a good all around person. So, uh, great experience as a partner. Um, wouldn't change it for anything. Uh, most influential person in wrestling for me was probably. I don't know, like early on, I think maybe a Kevin Nash. Uh, Kevin Nash was really influential to myself and a lot of others in my Natural Born Thrillers group. Uh, Whereas a lot of WCW stars when we came on might have been a little, you know, um, standoffish or just like flex their star power. Um, Kevin Nash was very, very open and inviting and trying to make us, you know, like, Feel like one of the boys, you know. So influential, like probably Kevin naturally on.
0: I, um, you know, we're pretty much out of time because we have our our other on uh, standby. Games, That's right. The Yankees but, are about to start. But, the
2: Yankees about to start playing Oakland. Ah. On the coast, so. Oh, he's like, <laughs> look, look, the Yankees are coming on. I gotta
1: go watch the game, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I got um. one final question before you go for. Meet and greets for any anyone who's looking to book you for anything like that. Do you have um, a link or something where we can reach out to you for anything like that?
2: Um, man, I, I uh, yeah, I mean, um, you can get a hold you of me I mean? on like any one of my you know social media, like the Facebook uh, Mark R Jindrak, or Instagram. I think it's at Jindrac One. Um. You know, I, I'm pretty active. Like, I'll, I'll answer messages and stuff. Like, you know, like I don't get crazy, 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 crazy traffic. I can't answer everybody. So, uh, just, yeah, hit me up on social media and we'll exchange uh, information, phone numbers, and all that shit, and talk business. But, yeah, that's hit me up on one of my social media.
1: I, I um, one last, qu- oh, no, go ahead, Tiki, you go.
3: Comidas Americanas or Latinas? Which one do you prefer? Say it again. Comidas Americanas or Latinas? Which one do you prefer?
2: Latinas or Gomitas?
3: No. Comidas
2: Americanas or Latina? Comida,
3: comida,
2: comida. Oh, comida, comida. I'd say Latinas. I I'd, I I'd take Latinas. <laughs> I'll, I'll, the world
3: does too.
2: I'll take the Latinas. Uh, you can keep your you can keep your pollo. You can keep your fucking pollo. <laughs> uh,
3: me mira, 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 I like chicken. Uh, no me pollo. They're pollos. <laughs> I'll, keep,
2: I'll, keep, I'll keep my I'll keep my Latinas. My my Latin women. So uh, I'll oh, keep that's great.
1: <laughs> um. I have one final question, and this is something that I would love to know, and I know a lot of fans would love to know. Is there a possibility of you wrestling again? I know it says you retired in 2018. Um, are you officially done wrestling, or if there was ever a chance or an opportunity, would you get back in the ring maybe
2: for a one-off or or anything? You know, I, to be honest with you, I, I, don't, I don't think, I don't know. I, right now, I haven't wrestled. The further I get away from the date of retirement, the it's just you guys you know, you guys know, like to enter that realm of wrestling is you you know, you gotta go go to a place. People a lot of people listening are not gonna understand that if they've never been in the ring or taking bumps and stuff. It's just it's a it's a tough transition to fucking your whole body up again, you know. Like right now I'm kinda normal and shit and I don't wanna I don't know if I wanna go through it again, you know? So yeah, I don't know. I never say never, but like as of right now I'm 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 cool playing with my baseball cards and watching Yankees <laughs> all
0: right well Mark thank you very Thanks, much sir. for coming on to the show. we really appreciate it uh you, you're a great guest you're great at at, at the Hamburg fan fest as well uh, Dennis, thank you brother for 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 reaching out to mark and and, and getting him on here uh, and, uh, and and like I said just none number but great praise brother you know like like I said. Uh, I went back and seen all, all, the, all the footage that I, like, I literally researched, for, like, if I was going into school, like, an essay or whatever, and like I'm like, holy shit, I didn't know all this stuff about Mark, and, and, like, it just made me a bigger fan than what I was before. Uh-oh, man down, man down. Man
2: down. I took a bump. I, I just told you, I, I told you never say never, but bump. That,
0: that's your first bump in a while. <laughs> the first bump in a while. Uh, that's great.
2: Alright,
0: all right. um, um you enjoy the, the those Yankees uh I'm not gonna hate on you that's your well, I got team. no help
2: I got no help from the Phillies this past few days they did nothing with the <laughs> no <help. laughs> look look Bums. you guys helped Bums. the
1: Phillies by t- taking out the Braves and I appreciate that but sh- dude the Phillies just again I'll say this we had this conversation at Ham- Hamburg our bullpen just yeah. sucks yeah our bullpen just sucks like and I love the Phillies and I'll root for them till the day I die But if we have to do anything, we have to pick up bullpen pitchers to do something and a.k.a. get rid of a bullpen coach because he doesn't know how to teach pitching if his life depended on it. He's just trash. But, Mark, thank you. Thank you again so much for being here, man. I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to reach out to you uh, in a little bit through text um, because I did have someone that wanted to reach out to you um, about a date, um, but I didn't want to do it. Give out numbers or information. I wanted to talk to you first. Um, All right, for contact. Good, yeah. Hit, so,
2: me up, man. Hit me up, bro. Not a good. problem,
1: definitely will. All,
2: All man. right, man. Take it easy, out. guys. Enjoy the All rest right, of Mark. Show. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great game.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, uh, if you don't know that Mark, was awesome. Mark Jindrak, you know what? I'm gonna play this short video of highlighting some of his career and when we come back, I will have my next guest ready to come on. So uh, check, this out.
5: check this out. Who's in, who's in, everybody?
4: It's the name of the choosing, no confusion, I'm the fucking man, saw the ball, yeah, and I took it and ran, meanwhile made millions and millions of fans, double that, that's a whole lot of clapping hands, they applaud pretty much on a daily basis, I turn heads in all these places, you can search tribes, nations, or different races, and every time you find I'm one for the ages, I'm bragging, cause I'm a super sensation, so if you wanna see me turn on your TV station, I'm two meters tall, that's looking of all, that's a view of the least, they sweat me in the mall, I fly in the ring Every night do my thing Make a bucket full of pay So some always getting ready, come on hey. Welcome to my world of Saturday night DJ playing, ladies chilling, then I'm feeling right, right And tight with the out lights Man, kind of shake their bodies with all their might Might now regardless, I'm so made And I'm real famous, therefore I'm so paid, paid in power visit and club is so hot See my crew Alex got some bitch tied with mouth Not a fuse rock thing, yeah, he here too he got two or three colors, but he's keeping it cool Oh no, there's me. what are we gonna do? It's all thanks to Jack's being kicked right at you, you Know my name, you enjoy my fame This is my fame, you know I ain't playing Saying I got the candy, girl, I wanna
0: reaper stepped away for a little bit as well as my uh other partner t reyes but uh thank you for staying right here right with us uh like i said once again i want to give a much uh praise and shout out and a big thank you to mark jindrak aka marco corleone um you know it it was a great conversation but uh we have not one but two guests coming on and we're getting ready to uh, have him Sit down and join us right now. Oh, here comes T right now. Welcome back.
3: I'm not the second
0: guest. No, it's not the second guest. I don't get invited to shit. Ever. You got invited back
3: here, didn't you? That's because we like family. Wait, did I, you get a fresh cut? I, I'm, yes.
0: Okay, me too. I got that fresh baldy going on too. Well, but no,
3: uh, I actually have hair. I can't do that.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, coming up next, all the way, From Puerto Rico, international star himself, from National Pro Wrestling Alliance, none other than El, I hope I say it right, El Renegade, well, it's a Renegade in Spanish, what is it, Renegade? Gato, Gato, well, I butcher everything I say, Mr. Johnny Blaze. Wow, that was short sweet. Thank you for that little 14 second clip. I enjoyed it. It, it was it was phenomenal. It's going to win you an Emmy there, brother.
6: It yeah. was actually longer, but
3: you cut it short. Yeah, yeah. Got, yes, got he, a, he pointed to the other side, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Ah, uh, man. Uh Boy, we had a very uh fulfilling day today, uh, cuz uh we actually got together and uh had lunch to catch up on yeah, some uh yeah. And um, and me and you actually go way back, way back before you even uh, st- when you were just a little pup, still in school. What uh, I forget how old you were when I met oh, you. I was young. I was yeah, really yeah, young. Dang. You I was were,
6: into that backyard, right? You were
0: a baby. <laughs> you're a baby, but uh, you know what? Uh, let's jump right into things. The traditional question, as everyone is always asked is what got you into, well, not what what made you fall in love with professional wrestling before you even had thoughts about getting into wrestling? Uh,
6: See, I can tell you I always wanted to be a cop. I always wanted to be a policeman. And what really got me into wrestling, what made me into a wrestler is my father and my grandfather. They're not wrestlers, they're not wrestlers, but they are one of the biggest fans that could be in wrestling. And when I sat down and started watching those wrestling matches between Carlos Colon, Abdullah Butcher, Chicky Star, Invader, all of them guys, and it's like wow, you know, I was speechless. Cause really in Puerto Rico, they love blood. Those fans really love blood blood and i was amazed i was like i can't believe i'm watching these two big giants go at it and all this blood coming out
0: honestly what i gotta say a name that you just mentioned that i didn't even think about in a while but from puerto rico one of my favorites favorite guys to watch was chicky star oh yeah (laughs) I Like, uh, hands down, I loved watching Chickie Star. And then over here in the States, growing up, it was always Pedro Morales for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
6: Legend. Best. Number one, really.
0: Uh, So, now, you want to be a cop. Then, you're looking at wrestling and all that stuff. Did you see yourself as being, like, the big boss man or something?
6: No, not really. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually hated the boss man all I was really watching... You know, wrestling at that time, at that age, I, I really hated Boss, man. It's like, uh, I couldn't stand him. But, yeah, love uh, you know, the 80s, 90s, well, it depends. Like, I, I love the golden era of wrestling because for me it was the best. That's when, like, really, the match that really set it off for me to get really into wrestling was Steamboat against Macho Man, man. That's like... I- that's like oh that, God, that's bro. like
0: hands down. We all talk about like that's one of the greatest ones ever. Is yeah. Greatest was, I mean, to
6: me and always will be. Russ Maynard three.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like even though that one there, three was built on the back of Hogan and Andre. They stole the show, bro. Savage, <laughs> Savage and Steamboat is like follow that. Yeah, you know, I, like so hands it, it, down. It's
3: basically the blueprint of. Our lives. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah,
6: yeah.
3: That, that's what that matches. Is the blueprint our love of professional
0: uh, wrestling? Uh, you know what's funny though? Uh, I was just thinking about this just now. Is like if you go watch the first AEW pay per view they did uh, between um, who was it? Uh, Black a uh, uh, Jay Lethal and um, Flip Gordon. They mimicked. They mimicked yeah. the whole match of of Savage versus Steamboat. It was great. Yeah, it was, it was funny as hell. Though I would actually would like to look that back up and watch it one more time.
6: It was. Uh, it was funny. It was funny. It was like almost. I can't say identical because you can't. It was n- damn near never, close. It was close, but you can't. Never, never have the same match as those two legends of wrestling. Seriously, it's phenomenal. And like even the buildup to that match, it was like, what's going to happen, man. I, I was, I'm telling you, I seen all those videos and everything. And I, and I still time to time go into YouTube and look for that match. Cause I can sit down and watch it like a million times. Uh,
0: like so bad. Uh, uh, So bad right now. Like as we're talking, I just, <laughs> <laughs> because from back then, you know, I like, but you know, Johnny Blaze, Johnny Blaze. I'm not like till this day, I'm still not used to that, still, like, you know, uh, but it happens, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so wow. by the time we it's met each
3: other, <laughs> yeah, wow.
0: yeah, because I always say Lucito, <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> but, but, uh, um. Yeah, like, like like me with people like you know. There's people who call me by my shoot name, yeah. David, David. But there's not a lot of people know that because a lot of people call me just Chio from what you know. Because cause there's too many Davids out there in the world. That's it's plain, it's ordinary. Eh. And then and then when people say Chio, they always want to say like Chico or something like that, Chino. I'm like i like whatever, whatever. I don't care, I don't care. Then Dennis knows what what I'm talking about. He he hears people call me that shit a lot.
1: No, I don't. Uh, you, I don't even call you Chico or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we met each other when you were at a very young age. Yeah. You're, uh, you know, and and like I came by and, and 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 I horsed around with these guys, you know,
5: definitely
0: because we wasn't doing anything <laughs> really, you know. We're uh, just guys having fun. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were horse playing. We were in the video games. We were always, you know, in the, in the video yeah. game shop and, you know, getting get down the way we did. Uh, now, when you looked about getting into wrestling, actually, uh, how did you find out about the. Because you went to the dungeon first, correct?
6: Actually, I went to Steve Carino's, uh, the Hard, hard Knocks. It was a hard-knock school or something. Yeah. Was it, that was like, on, it, it was on Fifth Street Highway. It was like, s-
3: crew
0: school. I am first graduate. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. It was on Fish Street. Yeah,
3: it was like he had it yeah, on Fish Street. Cruel School went, was on Fish Street. Yeah. You know that. Well,
0: I know Cruel School, but he's saying something about Hard Knocks.
3: No, no, no. He didn't get the name. He doesn't know the name correctly. Yeah, oh, I didn't get the name uh, uh, Yeah, it, I mean, it's it, been it, so many years. So he but, came after and, I. Yeah, he, he probably went to Steve's school and I don't know.
0: When, when I wasn't actually, there.
6: Actually, when I went, it was. Rapid Fireman Donato. Yeah, that was so the uh, that, that yeah, cool was, school. Yeah, he was he was actually taking care of that school because Steve, I think he just started going back and forth from ECW and all that stuff. I've and, seen that
3: man like two times. Yeah,
6: like literally. He <laughs> actually,
3: three times.
6: The only time i seen Steve was the first day I got there. <laughs> I was like so dehydrated. I was so skinny. I had no body. First day, I didn't know from a wrist watch to a wrist lock. I, mean, I didn't know anything, but I just love wrestling. I want to become a wrestler. And he goes, do you know how to take a bump? No. You know how to do anything? No.
0: You're going to learn. <laughs>
6: he said literally that. Oh, you're going to learn. I don't know. I, I don't remember why, what I did, but I know like he was actually – talking and like i goofed around a little bit trying to be the funny man and he goes oh you want to be funny do you okay he just like grabbed me he goes let's go to the corner all of a sudden just put my shin up sort of side wham went straight to the floor it sounded like a chop (laughs) that dude chopped the hell out of me bro so bad then he had me running ropes he had me bumping he had me doing so many things i started throwing up outside and he don't you dare throw up in my ring (laughs) so i was outside just throwing up puking and literally looked at me and said so you still want to be in pro wrestling business i said yeah he was was like you got heart kid you have heart
0: now one thing i definitely got to ask you right now and it has nothing to do with wrestling (laughs) Now I I, I hear you with the accent, and I know you've been over in Puerto Rico for a long time and you were here in Reading. Now, were you originally born here in Reading or were you raised in Puerto Rico, then came here to Reading because or did you pick up the accent while you were over there? No,
6: I was actually born in Puerto Rico. I lived there until I was like in first grade. Then I moved to Reading. From first to like senior year, I was here, and that's when during that course is when I went to wrestling school and I was almost, when I got finished, I decided to go to Puerto Rico and do, you know, build my name first there. I mean, I actually wanted to wrestle here, but like my dream was always wrestle in Puerto Rico. I always wanted to be around, you know, Carlos Colon, the Chibi stars and all that. Cause that's where uh, my, my love for the business came from. So I wanted to go down there for that,
0: so so now you wrestle in Puerto Rico, you wrestle here in the states now if if back then, if you only decided to just wrestle here in the states uh when when you started out and you just constantly wrestled here, do you think you would ever had the opportunity to go to Puerto Rico and wrestle right now, or or do you think you would have been stuck with you know like mentally like okay i'm I'm working here, I'm working there, I'm working there and don't feel yeah, like you wanted if, to go then no
6: see if i would have stayed here in the states i know i would have just stayed here i would have just worked like all the territories i, I could have worked and i didn't see myself working in puerto rico for the reason that i didn't have those connections in puerto rico you know i didn't i couldn't say hey um you know such and such um i need i needed some work can i go to puerto rico to find out how How's wrestling down there? How's the lucha libre style down there? Because yeah. down there is lucha libre, you know, and no, I didn't see myself working in Puerto Rico. Maybe that's what, like, one of the decisions I took for me to go down there and work first over there, because I had more connections up here. Like, I had you, and, you know, I had a couple of guys that I know, Dennis, and I know that I could, hey, yeah, you're here, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, if it's easier for me to come to the States than it would have been easier for me to go to Puerto Rico.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, Do you have any questions for the man, T?
6: No, 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 no. Because I'm trying to figure out
3: when did he go to the school because, like, I was there all the time, and I don't remember him.
0: Because like,
3: I, I, I I was basically, you know me. I, I
0: remember like, we moved the school from there to Boyertown then.
3: But he was talking about Fifth street. I was there when, like, but that's I w- when I initially walked in that mofo. And said I touched the ring and said, This yeah. is it. I'm doing this. I think
0: and, uh, I think he means
6: was still there. Like I, was, I wasn't
3: was
0: there. this just when 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 when, when Jimmy left because it was Jimmy Dio's cruel school and then I think so, yeah, and then Jimmy I, left. I wasn't
6: there you know, beginning of the school. I was there like during when I started going, like I didn't finish it all because yeah. they closed it down, they moved. I don't and yeah. then that's when I couldn't you know, go over there because it, it, it was so far away for me to go.
0: The Boyer so, Town school. So
6: I was still there and I still don't
3: remember. Yeah, yeah. him.
0: <laughs> unless, uh, uh, unless he was coming on days that we wasn't oh, there, man. I don't I don't remember.
3: How bad did Raphael hit you? <laughs> <laughs> like,
6: I used to hang out with his, his nephew too. So his nephew is the one who introduced me to him. So yeah. like during like after school or something, I would just go for like a couple hours because I couldn't interrupt with his talent that that, that
0: yeah. that's good you go yeah. after school yeah, after school yeah. Un, uh, unlike me i went during school oh, hey. i i How got did that work out? <laughs> i i i got drugged out of a wrestling school by my ear by my mother in front of other wrestlers and to this day they still clown me on it the, these particular wrestlers <laughs> when they see me and uh they tell the story that all oh, you see this little white lady coming in Yelling bitch yelling at these big bad wrestlers coming yeah. and grabbing me by the ear and dragging me out. And uh my me and their thought process, thought process was she said go to school. She didn't say which school, she said go to school. So I went to wrestling school. And and, and yeah, and, and uh just as a like, hey, bring that over here, waitress. Thank you. <laughs> we got we yeah, we got the waitress here, Jojo. Put it down, JoJo. We got dominos. Hey,
1: hey, hey, hey. Be, be nice to JoJo.
0: How many boxes we got? Four.
1: Where the hell is my How pizza? Care. Like, what Four. the hell? You ain't over here. Well, I wasn't invited over there. I got told to stay home.
0: Yeah, stay home. So
1: <laughs> so help yourself
0: while we're here. Whatever, dude. Um, But um, damn, I lost track of it because we're just like shooting the shit. We're talking about anything. And you know what? And that's what we love about the podcast here. We don't try to, like, usually stick to script. It it goes off track, goes left to right. We start telling different stories here and there. Okay, so you were trained at the the school there. You left there, and where did you – then what? Did you further your training at the dungeon afterwards?
6: No, the dungeon actually became – Third
0: in line or fourth?
6: Yeah, you could say third because then I – I started you found another school I found yeah but that was in Puerto Rico ah. that's when then all this you know all this happened Then I went down to Puerto Rico that dungeon came when I was just already wrestling and I used to come to Reading and I was actually looking for school to practice and you know keep up with all my ring
0: Bring, uh, yeah, yeah, your your skills. My and skills and, and what school in so, Puerto Rico was that though? You, oh my god,
6: I, I used to go to one that was in Aguas Buenas, it's called um, BCP. never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> it <was laughs> Puerto
0: obviously, Puerto obviously, Pepe. I didn't yeah. hear it. it all in
6: Puerto Rico. <laughs> I used to go there and I went to one in Caguas, which was chain school too. I mean, I just kept going school to school. Like a buddy of mine would say, Hey. I'm going to go practice. You want to come? Sure, let's go. And I'll just, you know, pick a little here, pick a little here. And when I used to come visit my family here, I looked up for schools, you know, to to train at and stuff. And that's when Dungeon came up and I started going to the Dungeon.
0: And, and, and right now there's a lot of schools around the certain areas, but you have to have a car to get to a lot of them because they're at least an hour distance yeah whether it's uh, where Dennis goes and trains at, where he teaches at uh, at, at the ACPW. ACPW,
1: got, the Proving you got, Grounds.
0: You got Super Crazy, which has Skid Row Academy over right across the bridge from Philly. You got the Wild Samoan Training Center, which right now they're on hi- hiatus. You got Port Noxious. You still got the dungeon. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of schools yeah. around if, if, if the opportunity comes. Uh, actually, I had a text earlier from uh, Rob Noxious from uh he said uh because we were talking about yeah. working out. He said if we want we can go tomorrow out there to his school because Sunday they're gonna be busy doing other oh. stuff. So we can play it by air, we can see what we're gonna yeah, do because yeah. Saturday we got that thing we're going to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh so now you got your foot your, your your feet wet in Puerto Rico and you're just starting out as the fresh New guy yeah. in on the scene was was the locker rooms very welcoming for you? You know, being being the new guy, or were they like, who the hell is this guy? He's trying to take our spot.
6: No way, no. Like my debut match in Puerto Rico, it was in CWA, which the owner in CWA Championship Wrestling Association at that time was my cousin, and I didn't know he was a cousin of mine. Ah, I didn't know.
0: Well, what, well, what? hold up. Wait. Then you're just like me. Because we had this conversation earlier where okay, now you had a cousin now. Now, nah. <laughs> yeah. now so cousin yeah, that's in the business. So yeah. you're in a wrestle so technically yeah. you're in a wrestling family if yeah. you're cuz yeah. I was I was explaining to him earlier that not only that uh people who know my cousin Vince Bono from here, he got he's uh somewhat still involved with wrestling around the area. His son was once involved in wrestling, but not no more. My niece, Izzy McCoy, is uh, re- is wrestling. She's one of the students at the Dungeon. And I had a cousin who's retired, which he used to wrestle over in Puerto Rico that I did not know about until so many years ago. He sent me pictures and stuff. I'm like, holy shit, I'm from a wrestling family. But uh, but as we talk, I'm the head of the table, though, because I think I'm the you most know, successful. That's it. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, so 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 technically, you're from a wrestling family. Yeah, you had yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's only
6: I could say there's three of us because his brother was uh, he was actually his tag partner down in Puerto Rico too for like many years. So
0: who knows? Get, we're probably related.
6: Yeah, <laughs> you're Puerto Rican too, so yeah, right. we'll could Rico. be. I'm <laughs> half. I'm half. But whatever. <laughs> no. But, <laughs> so yeah, I get to my uncle drives me to to the setup of the show and he talks to him. He goes, Hey, this is my nephew. He's a wrestler. Came from the States. Um, put him in, put him in the show. Um, give him a shot. Give him a tryout. And he goes, so you're my cousin. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Are we? <laughs> yeah. And then we start talking about family. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, so yeah, we're cousins. <laughs> so he goes, okay, bring your, bring your gear tonight. You'll have a tryout. Let's see what happens. And I'm like, okay. I have no gear. <laughs> I, <mean, laughs> I had no boots. I had nothing, bro.
0: That sounds familiar right now, because because you came. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. That hurts. Uh, it's a it's an inside joke, Dennis, because uh he comes here to visit and I came to visit. It's he my get, vacation. And, I had two weeks of vacation, bro. <laughs> and I'm taking him. I'm taking him up to WXWC four with me, and he has no gear, but I got some tights and kick pads in the closet i'm gonna look at and see what see what fits the kid
1: what day is that show saturday
0: Saturday. up in sunbury yep that's way up by knobles
1: well look no saturday is already got so look so i gotta do the devro sports meet and greet right on top of i gotta be in philly from two to five for reading and rehearsal for a movie i'm in I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna do the, the the meet and greet deal, and I gotta, got, I'm gonna be there for like a half hour, and I gotta, I gotta split. But there is a question. You don't got to pull it up. Um, Pat wants to know, I, Blaze, I, I, can you chop Chio for him?
5: <laughs> oh, hey, you know what?
6: <laughs> this is funny though because when I was younger. He did that to me. You know, a, like, a, so
0: so up. There you go. <laughs> he's like, "Let me nice? take the is headset this, off." Is, is this revenge? I will give it to you,
1: Pat. Watch this.
0: <sighs> no, you ain't picking. <laughs>
6: I'm that old Literally, and hairy. Oh my god! Oh, you're pulling a Chaz huh, buddy.
0: I gotta put it out there. Just a little bit. Wait, get the mic. Just, I don't think a little
6: love tap. brother to brother, a little love talk.
1: No, was that <laughs> Pat's trying, like, watch him say, like, that wasn't hard enough, guys. I, th- I
0: think well, my Pat. heart skipped a beat. Pat, 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 Pat,
2: you
3: can come <laughs> down here and volunteer, <laughs> you know.
0: Oh, uh,
1: shot fired. That,
0: that, that, was, that was nice not. and all, but, you know, naturally, I'm very heavy-handed, so... Good, yeah, job, kid, uh, yeah. Good job kid though. Good job. But 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 uh, uh uh Pat, but if you want one, I have no problem coming in the studio mm-hmm. and why while, why while, while we're all there together. You, you you can sit in with us and we can do a, a chop fest on air for the rest of the fans.
3: Uh, it, it's funny cuz like uh <laughs> at the crew school when I was first training, he, he That's was, all we taught with uh, chops. Uh, That's he, all we- it, it, yeah, they basically beat the shit out of me, the dog shit out of me, him, Raph, and Ox just i was like a guinea pig was you
0: (laughs) was you a part of the chop fest battle royal we had Uh we had Uh, iwa we had a chop fest battle royal everyone and and and, and, and the thing was okay the final four guys were already you know queued up and this and that but the whole process of being eliminated if you can't take no more chops you eliminate it yourself you just leave the ring so you stuck around and just got chopped, chopped, and that and and, and that's all, no punching, no kicking, everything was just chop, chop, chop until you couldn't take no more and leave the ring. Out of all these years that I've been in this business, only one man has ever chopped me the hardest ever and almost made me tear up. And that was Biggie Biggs, and I and I tell that story to this day, and I told him that too as well. And there's no one has ever chopped me as quite as hard as he did.
1: Mark Best so, didn't chop you as hard.
0: No. nope. Nah. nope. Yeah. I I I work with wow. Mark in in, in, yeah, uh, man, in know, a four know. way. Me and him worked the one time. I worked with Patch, and still Ooh. no, no, no. no big, biggie Biggs hands down. I know but, how big
1: but, is him. I know yeah. how that. I've been there when they've chopped. It hurts. Uh, uh, I say my
3: hardest, my hardest had to be Patch. Like this dude gripped me in the corner, and, and besides, before he gripped me in the corner, it was fucking Tommy Golden and JoJo beating shit out of me. Like student match, I'm not a student, but they're students. I'm like motherfucker, you put
0: me with them. Nah, it's okay. Oh, no. nah. I got one for you, Patch and, Patch not... Golden and JoJo. I got a story about about those oh, 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 those real guys. Quick. Real quick, so. Patch pushed me to the corner.
3: I'm like, here it comes. I already know the legacy. I just didn't know how big of a legacy it was. <laughs> when he came overhead, I, my body said, like, I, I, I he, went down.
0: He had an out-of-body I experience.
3: He's trying to, he to pick me up. And I said, for What? What? Look! 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 Yo! Yo!
0: Yo! He felt like Doctor Strange when, the, when the, or, or no, 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 the Hawk, the Hawk went and he met uh the, this chick, and and like, and like, and pushed Bruce Banner out of the Hawk or whatever, or the Hawk out of Bruce Banner. Yo, that's what it was. <laughs> he,
3: he, I went down. I sat there. He picked me up. I said, "Fuck you!"
1: <laughs> look. He picked me you know, like, up. He hit me
3: again, but not as hard. I'm like, huh and I looked at JoJo and Tommy Golden. I'm like, "Who, oh.
1: <laughs> bastards!" <laughs> Look, I like I legacy, I love when I hear legacy stuff like that because we've all been a been around a we. And I brought a, I brought this gentleman up the week before. Um, gentleman in Rebel, my very first debut match. Let me say this: my first debut was as a manager at ACP at ACW in Steve in Denver, PA, and. I was managing Bill Bain, and I always heard the rumors that, you know, Rebel will come and get the rookies during their matches. We'll just walk out the entrance and chop you. Never believed it. Didn't think it happened to me. (laughs) And let me just say that not only did Rebel chop me, he also had me bent over into the crowd and took a street sign to my back. And when I tell you the fans were looking at me like I just died and had someone, you know, into the booty area, that's what it felt like when this street sign came crashing down because the chops sucked. But I've been chopped by Mark Messing them, so I'm like, nothing could be as bad as Mark's chops. Nothing. And as I'm like, I'm selling the chop, I got back chops, so I'm doing my job, and I just hear ding, ding, ding on 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 the ring post, and I turn my head, and I'm just like, Oh, shit. I'm not supposed to run because if I run, it'll be ah, a lot man, worse. You
0: heard oh, you said the S word. Pat's going to get you.
1: Well, Pat told, said in the comments, love the chop, LOL. For a slice of pizza, I'll take a t- I'll take a chop party. So what we're saying is he loves eat. Ele- that, Listen,
0: no, he loves listen eat,
1: I'm though, saying it now. A- on September 11th, I will bring Pat a slice of pizza. And I am chopping the shit out of him. Just saying. Um but no, Pat has a question there for, for Johnny. It says, Johnny, what's the difference in craft from Puerto Rico from the United from the States, and what is the atmosphere like from the two countries?
6: Okay. Um in, in Puerto Rico, um you get that lucha libre style. You know, you get the high flying jumping from in the ring to the outside, buckles. I mean, you use everything to your advantage. But I'm still a big guy of old school wrestling. I mean, I still like, you know, the grappling. I still like the the, the obvious things in in the match. And the difference, it's big. I mean, it's way different because in Puerto Rico, you're used to this crowd that literally just sits there and watch every single move you make i mean you could like probably trip over a slip and like over here i heard you know i hear a lot of fans you f up you effed yeah. up no i mean down there they're, they're worse at least you get you you f up here no down there is you shit you you yeah <laughs> You get all these bad words and why did I spend my money and watching this piece of crap. I mean, they are really, really honest. Um, I can say I love the crowd here in the States, too, because I love how the crowds here in Puerto Rico. I'm um, sorry. In the States. Really get into the matches. And OK, you messed up. You effed up, but they're still there what are we going
0: but but i am but i'm gonna guess though the the crowds over in puerto rico they're the fans themselves are more violent than the fans we got here yeah they're you know, really, I, really... I heard a lot of stories from other people about how like yo know, they like you literally gotta constantly get out of the arena they're gonna like some little ladies gonna try to fucking stab you i mean yeah. i
6: almost i almost got <laughs> myself i mean i'm talking about years back um I was a heel at the time. and This was
1: in New York City yesterday. And No, I wasn't in New York no, City. No, we yesterday. don't care who's Wait, in no, New sorry. York City. I was on a billboard <laughs> in New York City yesterday. I forgot I was unmuted. I'm going to mute my microphone again. My bad.
6: No, but like I was saying, um, I'm talking about years back, I was a heel, and I actually had to get escorted out of the arena that I was working at because <sighs> just because... There was a little kid, little fan next to me. He's all screaming at my face and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just walking backwards. And all of a sudden, I just said, Ah! He started crying. He went to the floor. he It, it looked like I pushed him. It was like, okay, this MF just touched this kid. Now, all those fans just literally got up. I had a.
0: Oh, you a heat magnet? No. You a heat magnet? I oh mean, shit! They want to kill you.
6: They wanted to kill me. You surprised
0: Vader didn't take you in the showers? No. We all know that story. <laughs> We're not even going to touch on that one.
6: To the point that the, the cops had to like escort me out, literally out of you know out of the arena into the highway until I just get straight home. It was it was crazy. Is that's how hardcore fans are down there and. Saturday, last Saturday I had a match before I you know, I came up here and I had, you know, the guy was wrestling I had him outside, outside the ring and I'm just like chopping him punching him and all of a sudden you hear the fans throw him to the gate because we're actually in a baseball
0: stadium wrestling throw him into the gate throw him into the gate and, and you know what, it's, it's funny you mention that because I noticed a lot of the um, the Puerto Rico crowds and places where you guys perform. It's not like here where the fans are up close. I know a lot of them are like far in bleachers yeah, it, far yeah. away from yeah. the ring. They're not as yeah. close up as the ones are here though. It, yeah. It depends I guess for, on the venue. For it depends. Sa- well, not just a venue, you know, I guess for safety because the way, oh, no, because, yeah. because yeah. of history of history of yeah. between crowds and wrestlers, you know how that,
5: yeah.
0: Um, I guess the Latin crowds in Puerto Rico are a lot different from the Latin crowds in Mexico. Big time. Because them, they're up close just like here in the States yeah. down in Mexico. Yeah, so.
6: I mean, fans
0: <laughs> fans in Puerto Rico get so heated with the
6: heels to the point that I remember I was working in WWC. That's the the Colon's, you know, re, um, wrestling company. And I was working at Match that day and I'm just looking out the curtains, and I'm watching this match, and I see the manager, you know, the, the the manager, the escort. He's going at it to this senior. Just this senior's going at it with him, back and forth, back and forth. And I don't know what happened to security that day, but they weren't intervening in it. And he turned around, like asking where is security here when he turned back to the senior that old guy took out a knife and just tried to slice him bro. I mean, that was like one of the days I said, Oh, hell no. I'm not getting near that. Bad. <laughs> hell no. Of course. They took him out of the, of the arena and all that stuff, but they getting crazy down there.
0: Hey, you, you got to keep your distance for sure. Um, so now I, how many companies so far over in Puerto Rico have you worked for? Like, wow. like, like now is there a status quo over there as like, okay, what is considered your indies over there? What are your main one? Uh, your, 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 your mid card shows like over here, you know, we got our little indies, then you yeah. got ones like ring of honor, yeah. MLW, yeah. and then you got like AEW and W like, like, like right, right? I'm guessing WWC is up there. Yo, that's top. the,
6: that's, Number one, that's okay. the number one company in Puerto Rico, WWC, and you got IWA. They're still running shows down there. Um, you know, Sabio Vega is throwing shows down there. Um,
0: now is Sabio, uh, is he IWA? He's IWA. Okay, that's that's yeah.
6: that's what I thought. He's IWA, and like how you saying like Ring of Ring of Honor. I mean, there's a couple of, of companies. Yeah, like that, that are
0: that are not quite indie they're, but they're not the main yeah like either, right now
6: NPWA like, mpwa where national bro, yeah. pro wrestling yeah national, alliance. yeah national pro wrestling alliance is one of those like ring of honor type you know you gotta and, go through there
0: and, and you got stars down there like like yourself you yeah. got wizard yeah you got aries aries did i say his name right aries yeah, is SOS, and uh okay yeah and uh roxy from what I saw, or yeah, is yeah, she yeah. not there anymore? She she's still... not with us anymore. Okay, right? okay. She she was
6: okay. a couple of matches, but she's not with us anymore.
0: Okay. So so yeah, you got uh a nice little group of guys that I got to yeah. look at and I, and I and we had a conversation that wizard was actually he he, he actually performed here in, in reading yeah, for, w- for IWA when they did uh Lucha show with, 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 with Rapid Fire when they brought in uh the, guys I- from Puerto Rico. Oh, my homie, he he
3: he he fucks with me. Who, uh, wizard, or no, yeah, or you no, mean the he, the, the he challenger? Ha- no, he he helped train me. Oh. <laughs> he helped train me. Like they actually had the school open. I remember that dude. I remember that dude. Uh, he was short, but he was built, and yeah. Uh, yeah. that's him. That's him. Yeah, uh, dark skin. Um, and they fed me to him because I was. The only one that was actually in legit shape at the time, um, hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, I was actually Rico Suarez at the time, like, like you know, and he they fed me to him to, to work with him because they know that I would bump no matter yeah. what. Yeah, and uh, his his boy like mira mira este mira este lo quiere lo quiere lo quiere. I'm like. Yes, I do want it. Just stop. We're just working. <laughs> like I, I'm not. Looking- Man,
6: I can so, actually. So, t- I can actually tell you. I mean, I'm so, not. I'm so, not fond of the guy because I'm not.
0: But but you two got history. You and Wizard.
6: Yeah, we yeah, we um, have wrestled one another. Um mm. That's why I say I'm not fond of him because he has. He has his issues. I mean, he has Pentagrama, which is manager, ah. and his consultant. And I think you need
0: a manager over there in Puerto Rico, huh? <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. saying, huh? So, a- and I think T. I think he wants a rematch, uh, Wizard. So
3: <laughs> oh,
6: I'll be your manager, though. No, I'll, I'll, I'm I, gonna I, tell I, you, I'll be straight up. I hit hard. I never seen a guy have so much heat like he has till this day, like. People literally hate him. Him as a person, outside of wrestling, and him as a wrestler. This dude, everybody hates hey. him. This dude always has heat on him, and it's incredible. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to go near the guy because I can't stand him personally. You know, it's my opinion. But I like what I've seen. is it's crazy, uh, bro. It's, it's, crazy. Uh,
3: it's, it's like. I was just told what to do, play with the boy. He's in the ring. And I was the only one in cardio shape at the time yeah, yeah. to, you know, to actually mess with him. Because, every you know, half the students in uh, IWA wasn't ready for that type of heat. Mm-hmm. I was. Like, I was, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, know I, I played with him. And
0: he was safe with me. He never did anything bad towards me or anything like that. And, and, and the thing that's funny to you is that, like, when you look at the lucha from Puerto Rico compared to Mexico the ones in Puerto Rico wrestle are American style yeah so so for us to work with them it'll come natural for a lot of us yeah. here it'd be, yeah. be simple as easy um you know at, at the time there they had the challenger, and I had the opportunity to actually actually work him watch yeah of course they needed someone to do a hood gimmick, so I was under the mask. I I forget what the hell the name I was, and and we opened up the uh, the show that yeah. that day. So um, so worked a a lot of companies so far. Uh, now you're in the I'm gonna say the mid level tier of a company of of that's not indie, but it's not the top yeah. one. So, yeah. so so you're in a mid-tier yeah. company yeah company now what's your level in that um, i hate to say level but what's your status quo in in that company um are are, are, you, are you one of the main attractions are you a mid carder you I know mean, how we say are we are, yeah I
6: mean I can actually say my opinion I mean yeah I'm one of the like one of the top guys there because um I represent mp you know national pro wrestling alliance anywhere i go you know i, I tell everybody so
0: you're um, like just like marco was uh well mark like he was the uh john cena the, of mexico yeah, I'm, I'm the you're the john, john cena, cena Bo- yeah, of that company yeah, that's gotcha I mean,
6: I, I'm, I'm gonna lie i'm the john cena they got, i think dennis but, fell
0: asleep over there yeah, it's okay no i'm well, looking at something
6: <laughs> Don't be, don't be texting me later, dude. What the hell you talked about? He's sending me pictures.
0: No, no. <laughs> dude, that's inappropriate. I'm gonna have to send that to Pat. So,
6: <laughs> so, yeah, I can actually say that. Like right now, like we were talking about in lunch, we have these. There's two companies that are now aligned with us. We have this called. It's for the first time ever happening in Puerto Rico. Is Federación Lucha Libre Pro, which is the one of the three companies that are known in Puerto Rico unite to make you know have their best wrestlers, best professional wrestlers combined that night to have that show. So it's like it's awesome because you get to see the same wrestlers either in San Juan, either Ponce, either Fajardo, Luquillo. You know, you could get all that same action in different places of the island
0: it's it's, it's kind of like um like I think I think Mexico I think they do triple mania ain't that multiple it, com- yeah. companies together yeah. and also uh yeah. over like new Japan ain't ain't that when they do uh, Wrestle Kingdom yeah they and get, they like, bring a bunch bu- bunch of yeah a bunch of yeah. different companies come yeah. together so yeah so i I can see what you guys are doing you' you're, you're you're doing it not just for your own particular company, but it's also you guys are cross promoting, yeah, helping each other build exactly, exactly. And instead of fans trying to say, Hey, we're gonna go to this show, we're gonna go to that show, we're gonna go to this show, we're gonna go to that show, yeah. okay, we're gonna get the best of the best from each show and put them on one card. On one card yes. Now, how often do you do that? Is it, is it once a year, two times a year, three? No, is it like
6: it's we we usually do it often, like I said. We just had a show now like a week ago or two. And now we're going to have another show on the 11th 11th of September, which we're going down to SOS, Southern Old School Wrestling. And that night, it's their show. You know, it's that company's show. So we're going down there. I mean, I have to go down there because I'm challenging the the heavyweight champion of that company. So I'm going for the belt that night. So let's see what happens if I turn out Mm -hmm. to be the new endo. Fourth champion of that company, so,
0: and, and and then and then then you can carry the title back over to uh, yeah, MPWA.
6: I, I could defend it in MPWA. I could defend it in SOS. I could defend it in PPW, which is the other company. That's and, and,
0: and who knows? You can bring your titles over here to the states and defend yeah, them here too.
6: And who knows if yeah. I become PPW heavyweight champion, or I carry all, all three belts?
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go. And how, how how many championships do you hold right now, currently? Currently, I have no championships now. Oh, why the hell time. I even got you on the show, man? You loser. Get the-
6: <laughs> I'm simply the best. I mean, I don't need a belt around my waist to show you that I can deliver every single show. I don't. <laughs> uh,
0: I get my belts from Boscobs. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I don't need a title, bro. I don't need a title. All I got to do is, hey, bring on the heat to that ring.
0: Now, uh, now... You've been working all the, all these companies now. Now 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 you're back here in the states just just visiting. And you got the September 11th show coming up. Do you have any words that you want to say to your opponent or your fans back there in the homeland? And you can say it in your own tongue,
6: in, in my the own native, language, the own language over there, so they can I understand. I have to talk in Spanish.
0: I don't
3: hey, know Hey, if hey, 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 hey mira, hey, you don't know <laughs> <maricón> Dile.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna translate in my own language. Is I I I just know these words. Uh Bendejo. Uh Manicone Cabron. No, 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 none of that. Now right. it's not in well, English. It's pee-pee. So it's no. not in English, so Pat can't 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 get me for cursing. So <laughs> but go ahead. Say what you want to the people back home watching, and hopefully MPWA management is watching you here, putting them on the map as well, showing much pride and much and much love for the company that the company that you're going to represent yeah. down there to bring home another championship. Oh, well, I know. Mira. I put you on the spot. No, it's just.
6: Call I got to fly. I, I got. I, got that, <laughs> I still got that anger of what he did that Saturday because he actually. Went, then
3: that is great fuel to, to the promo, dog. Let him go.
6: Let it go. Let your emotions go. Yeah, mira, are, go. mira, escúchame. Si tú me estás escuchando y me estás viendo, porque claramente yo sé que estás viendo este programa. Mira, Are, yo acepté mi derrota esa noche y te voy a decir una cosa. El 11 de septiembre ya esa fecha está, ya se firmó los papeles que tú tienes que defender ese título de la SOS en contra mí. Y créeme, ve bien preparado, porque hasta en los Estados Unidos yo estoy aquí y me estoy preparando también para ese evento el 11 de septiembre en Punta Diamante, en Ponce. Tú me vas a ver ahí. So prepárate, porque esa noche el renegado Johnny Blaze va a salir como campeón de la S.O.S.
3: Tu cara ya estás limpia, papi. Si sabe.
0: Did you get all that, Dennis?
1: I was trying to watch it on my cell phone because it will yes. translate it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But it doesn't translate it.
3: He wants to know if anybody's making fun of
0: Dennis, is what he said. What? <laughs> what he said was... When he gets back home on September 11th, he's gonna put his foot in your ass and take your participation trophy. That's what he said.
1: Basically, well, he's not facing me, so he is yeah. not putting... Well, not if you. He's facing I know that. me. It would be a totally different story. It would be me winning and him losing.
3: Oh. And, then, and, me getting, oh.
1: and him so, going home with the participation is, trophy. Oh.
3: So what you're saying is we got some impromptu so, things happening here. Look, look, look. No,
1: no, no, as long no, no. as me and Johnny have known each other, <laughs> we have been telling people to book this match, and everybody is scared to book this match because they know damn well
0: book no on one else on. is
1: following it. Period,
0: DefCon. Got to book it on
1: DefCon. I I would absolutely book Johnny on DefCon. Or Johnny can get me booked in Puerto Rico. I'm just saying. You want to
6: come to my survey? I'm I'm hey, the big dog listen, in there, and I'm not talking look, like Roman uh, Reigns type. I'm saying it this way. I say it
1: it this way. <laughs> <laughs> I, want to, I, want to, I want to wrestle in all types of countries and all over the world, and and get that atmosphere experience and see what it's really like. Because when it comes to wrestling, the Lucha Libre style wrestling 100% has such a form, has such a fan base and such a history and love for the business. The fans are real. It, it,
0: it's culture. This isn't,
1: it's part yeah, of culture. It's not even just culture. It's just the fans are real. They're going to be honest with you, just like the old school days. Like if you would wrestle in New York and Philadelphia, the old school days, we would legit. We hated you. If you were a bad guy, we hated you. If you were a good guy, we loved you. There's not this, you know, you're a bad guy, but we're going to cheer you crap. You know, the fans are going to be honest with you. If your match sucks, like he says, they're going to tell you what the hell did I buy you pay for to be here. Up here, it's just you get the chance that you suck. And, you you know, they'll go on the Internet and say, oh, this match was boring. Well, maybe, ma'am, if you weren't playing on your cell phone on TikTok and Snapchat, And flirting with the guy next to you, maybe the match was probably good. That's up here in the U.S. The fans down there in Puerto Rico and Mexico actually watch the matches. So I would love to come down to Puerto Rico. We just got to figure out how. I'm just (laughs) saying, I will come down there. I will wrestle you four or five times a month for in a week if I have to. I don't really well, care.
6: Well, I,
3: I, I remember. my wife is like, yes, we're going to book this vacation and everything.
6: I'm just scared you're going to bring that posse that you got behind you. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I, Listen, I, will,
1: I will bring every one of these stuffed animals with me, and they will oh, beat you. I mean,
6: how can you act tough with that <laughs> behind you, though? <laughs> it's It's
1: hard. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> Listen, okay. You know what? Hold on. Let me get my cool glasses on, okay?
6: Oh god. See? <laughs> so, yeah,
3: don't make, make
1: me come through this TV to you. Over.
6: Yeah, well, hey. Oh, this guy. I'm yeah. telling you. I think that's why they haven't booked it cuz they don't they don't want to see me humiliate,
1: you know, humiliate
6: you in your own turf.
1: I don't know about that, man. I again, if they do book it, they know they they're, the other matches are screwed.
0: Well, you, you know, uh, I. Are you? I guess it's going to be one of those. It? Huh? I, I guess it's going to be one of those uh fantasy war warfare matches that people are going to be like, what if this ever happened? Which is oh no gonna...
1: no, <laughs> I'm going to say it this way. It's not happening this year, but in 2022 it will absolutely happen. Ah, okay. I will book him on my own promotion for me and him to work each other. You in have my number. You
6: have my number. Call me when you want. I mean, hey, I could whoop you in your company. In and any I'll come down, down to you. Look, look, look. I'll, I'll break. Um, anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> hey. Challenge hey. accepted, bro. Hey, challenge we're, accepted for the fifteenth time.
6: We're buds. We've known each other so many years, <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. Outside of the ring, we're cool as hell. We're brothers.
1: Inside that ring, this is you're, look. you nothing again, to me, bro. Look, look. look. <laughs> Outside and what the ring, do they always are, say? Like you said, we are brothers. We are We are friends. We're like we have our we have a good history with each other. But in that ring, this is game time play time's over. Yeah, it's and, business.
5: And, it is strictly
1: and, business and, and personal. As, so when we go to this, it's not a match. It's a it's it's going to be a fight. That's what it's supposed. That's what it's going to come down to.
0: And as history has showed it through many many times over and over over again, friends do it better. So always that.
1: has and always will.
0: Friends always work seem to work better in history when you look at some of the great matches. Look that.
6: at look at Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, best friends since childhood. And that's right. Those matches are incredible. It's called trust, fellas,
1: trust. Not yeah. just that, you know. You got Sami Callahan, Kevin Owens. You have Adam Cole and Kylo mm-hmm. O'Reilly You oh, have yeah. yeah you yeah. have Champa and Gargano. You the list is the list will never end like those guys know each other inside and out they travel the world together they can give you any match you want for the any amount of time and it's a phenomenal it'll it, it's a match you want to watch like let's be real who wasn't ready and excited for a for NXT Sunday night match between O'Reilly and, and Cole yeah. it's the only match I cared about no offense mm-hmm. to Joe and, and cross I didn't care about it nah, I care more I about picked, O'Reilly and Cole I
0: think we picked uh what, what what we picked O'Reilly. We no, 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 no. But no, no. The, the match
3: of the night. I
1: think we went with. Uh, oh,
3: Walter and Drag- yeah, Walter yeah, Walter and Dragonall. Drag- Dude, they that match was each just, each other.
1: Just, Did it. you <laughs> his listen? <laughs> chops are meant for here. <laughs> <you> see, here, <laughs> oh, not here. So
6: yeah, yeah. yeah, Those those chops no, from Walter. When, they're,
3: when, they're when, insane. When the lady went and said, "How you doing?" on the bad side, on the bad side, it made him go like this. I'm like, why are you turning your head? Why? I would have been like, no. It hurts. Leave me alone.
1: Oh dude, that Matt, every time it hit him, it hurt me. Like all I like when I think of chops some am chesting. But when I see these and you just like bitch slapping your opponent around like just with <laughs> no no issues, just wham. It's yeah. like Walter is a human <laughs> with the fly swatter. And and his opponent was to fly. It was the
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fam, when uh, it, uh was swinging car on the chop. Walter went for the kick and caught him in the thigh. I was like, "Ha!" <laughs> and then Walter Look, said, what,
0: what else, and this,
3: "Right after the thigh scene, chop, right in the back of his you. neck and head," said,
0: <laughs> like, yo?" <laughs> <laughs> See, I was just telling. I just and this is what I was just telling him. We start talking about one thing, and it starts branching off to this way, branching off that way. I was just talking about, like, no, no, no. We, we,
1: the we, match. We, and then. we love wrestling. We but wrestling. Look, look, look. We here's love another wrestling. scenario. Here's another how I pictured that match. Okay? You guys will laugh at this. It's like having your mom throw flip. If she takes her flip-flop off, and you know shit's real. Here come the chancla. Okay, look.
6: I'm going to tell you a song about the chancla. Here <laughs> <laughs> the
0: chancla.
6: We all know it's real. It's so damn real to the point (laughs) that I don't know what the hell my mom had in that chancla (laughs) that you will literally run away, hide behind the door. Even if the door was cracked just a little bit, that chancla would just slip right through. (laughs) they will do like a
1: turn and wham! Listen. Thank you, bro. (laughs) When I lived in Orlando, one of my best friends, Devin, his family's from Puerto Rico, and I found out the real, st- I found out how real it was. Like, it's we'd be real. outside and we'd be smoking a cigarette and we'd be hiding from her because no one knew we smoked cigarettes at the time. His mom found out because I guess she saw us at the back window. We didn't know she saw us. When I tell you he ran and I didn't know why he ran until I got hit. <laughs> okay. I didn't know why he ran. He was just like, i out. And I'm like, why are you running? And then I turned around. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, what the hell just hit me? And she goes to take her other one off. I'm like, oh hell no! And I ran. It was it was at that moment in freshman freshman in high school in 2002. I found out the myth is real. This isn't that's a joke. Not, this isn't this is that's not our play mother's time. finisher. That's yeah. our mother's
6: finisher, bro. And then the, here's a, the thing: that's a ten count. Easy. So if you
1: think about the if you think about the Walter and I and and Dragon match. The ending was of dragging catching the flip flop and mom going down because she's like you know oh, he just caught he he's not supposed to do that. <laughs> That's how I said. Like there's so many ways you could put it. Like that was like, again yeah, that was match of the night. Second, yes. you know, so Adam calls the nurse was great, but that the the Walter match was beyond expectations in my opinion.
6: Do You see how scared how how scared Dennis is that he actually changed the subject about our match. Yeah, I
0: know. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I not, noticed that. Look, look, look,
1: I'm not scared. <laughs> hey, I'm not scared. Hey, I'm reeling him in. You I'm already, you in. already got in. me. It's listen, debate, we've been wanting this match for years. Years. <laughs> no one will book it. And how many times have you been up in the U.S., up in the Reading area, and every time there's a show, the promoters still don't book it? It's true. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm and, just uh, and
1: and, it's and not thing like is we're that, not telling people to not book this. We've been telling people for years now to book this match.
0: And it all depends on who the promoter or the promoter or the booker is. You know, a lot of times they, they, they book just their friends.
1: Yeah. You know. So. They book their friends and then draw, you know. Snails and pennies, and want to know why they didn't have a drawing know, to make you, money. Right, what, you got some
0: heat going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, right, yeah no, nah, nah, You know, <laughs> hey, we're just keeping it honest because that's what happens. Though a lot of a lot of companies, they they book their friends, and you know, and sometimes they book for themselves, not for the fans. they 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 they, 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 they book what they want to see.
1: They want to pop the boys, so, not yeah, the people.
0: Yeah, exactly. Pop the boys, Look, not the people. I what can, he said. I'll
1: say this way: when I book for DefCon, I can give two shits what the boys want. I'm gonna book. I'm gonna put asses in the seats, and I'm gonna give the fans matches. They're gonna they're gonna go home about going. Now that was a great night of wrestling. I can't wait to come back in a month or That's, two. Yeah. That's and, something and, that and, every and,
0: company and, should and, do. You know, and every, and the sad part, I've been to a lot of companies just like that, where they do the total opposite of what they should do they just do it for them and the boys yeah. and like and like i said there's too many companies out there that's doing the same thing over and over yeah. again which they should learn their lesson a long time ago uh when they see the downfall of others yeah. don't follow, don't go in those same footsteps change, up, change yeah. up yeah stop every stop. like
1: look i look at it this way if you run every other month right and you start say in february and you run till november and you're off december and january when you come back in february everything should be changed your whole platform should be changed your roster doesn't really change you add a couple new guys you take some guys off that you know didn't perform to be up here and you replace them with guys that you know that should be here you just and, keep taking the guys that aren't giving you and you top know what? Dollar matches
0: and you know what's good about this whole scenario that we're talking about right now this question here i'm I'm gonna throw this back to you though in Puerto Rico how is the booking over there as far as is there is, do do you see the same thing in Puerto Rico where it's hey i'm gonna book my friends or or is it more they're,
6: they're- yeah they, i mean there they are there there's companies that I've worked that you do see that you do get to see that um there's actually companies there that <laughs> Oh man! He's no, like, no, I don't know. I, if I can I say this. worked. No, no, I but, haven't worked in that company. And but they real garbage. Me, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cry if I don't work in it. But there's a company out there that the owner is actually a wrestler that nobody can stand him. Nobody wants to book him because he's just. So he runs his own company. So he bought a, He he did his own company. He books his own matches and
0: and he's over every time. And he's the champion and this and that.
1: Practically,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah, yeah. We, we we know a lot of companies like that as well
1: and, yeah. look I, I I love the fact that I own my own company and the best thing is like with my guys that I have in the back that are part of the production crew the only things I said them is like I never won a title I'll wrestle my own show but I'm never winning a title I'm probably never gonna win a match on my show besides like when we wrestle in my hometown for the very first time I'll win one match and then I'm gonna stay in the back because I gotta produce a show I don't got time to wrestle, but I will wrestle. But it's not to go out there and pop the boys. It's more for the, like, okay, the locals want to see me wrestle. Like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to have fun. You know, I never won a title see, on look, my own like, show.
6: My my personal opinion, when my time comes up that I got to hang up my boots, I can say, yeah, I would try or, to do my own or company. Kick pads. No,
1: I got boots. Uh, wear boots. I- yeah, I wear boots now, too, Chio. So,
0: I made you hang up teachers. your kick pads. <laughs> we, we made you hang up your kick pads. There's video footage out there. So, <laughs> so like,
6: when my time comes up, and if I do have my own company, believe me, neither I or any wrestler is going to be booking or matchmaking because, that's a, I mean, for me, that's a no-no. You know, yep. you shouldn't do that. Why? Because you're going to stop that. He's my buddy. I got to give him work. When you got great talents coming in that could give you a hell of a, of a show, put asses in seats, but yet that's my buddy. We got to put him in. Is he putting in the work? Is he putting asses in seats? Is he earning his dues? No? Then why use the guy?
0: Exactly. Exactly.
6: So I would, if I had my own company... Personally, I would not be no matchmaker. I would not be no booker. I would like literally have people working for me for that specific job that that I would put them and I'll just sit back counting the money coming in.
0: (laughs) That's the way to do it. (laughs) Uh, Well, we're pretty much out of time here tonight. Uh, We're past our two hour mark. Um, would you have any final words to say, either English or Spanish, whatsoever? You should
1: do both. Something yeah, yeah, in English yeah, yeah. and Spanish. Yeah,
0: Say it once in English and then once in, once in Spanish or vice versa, whichever. You know, just something simple. Whatever. Uh, Plug September 11th again. Whatever.
6: I actually gotta do promo for... You know what? Let's do a no. promo.
0: Why is well, no, no, no. he... We'll, do we'll do that tomorrow. But, <laughs> we got,
6: But... Hey, guys, thanks for having me here. Thanks for giving me this opportunity. Oh, thank- um, loved it. Have fun with you guys. Um, love the questions from the fans and the the people that, you know, looking at the show. Uh, support these guys. Support indie wrestling. Go to the shows. You Have fun. This is a fun inter- – nah, I can't say entertainment because it's not interna- entertainment. Entertainment is WWE. But have fun. Pro Wrestling – Is great atmosphere to be around with and support indie wrestling, support these guys. um, Breakfast and body slams. Uh,
0: Well, it's, it's, it's body slams podcast. What could, because we do two shows and sometimes people get them confused. Yeah. It's breakfast and body slams, which is in studio and it's during the daytime. Okay. Uh, And then we did an impromptu one the other day here, but it's a morning time show. But every Thursday night, we got Thursday Night Slam. We are under the Body Slams banner, which is under Devereux Sports. Okay. So.
6: Anyway, support you guys. Yeah, j-
0: yeah, yeah, j- show. J- yeah, it's Tune fun. in I and mean, watch. Like, share, subscribe. I'm from Puerto
6: Rico and I watch these guys. I don't miss a show.
0: He's Man. lying. He's no, lying. No, I'm not lying. <laughs> lying. Know, I'm not lying.
6: <laughs> Check his phone. Check, Check his I'm phone. I'm not lying. Check my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, support these guys. And thanks for everything. E-
0: Ah, uh, thank you. A
6: la gente de Puerto Rico, a la gente que estén mirando, tienen que estar pendientes estos muchachos. Eh, aquí se pasa bien, hablando de lucha libre, que eso es lo importante. Este, te mantienen al margen de todo, de todo lo que es lucha libre. ya tú sabes que ellos tienen otro programa por la mañana, que también lo pueden seguir en, en eso. Y siempre pendiente de todas las compañías que hay de lucha libre. It's funny how Brandon, um, sorry, Dennis Reaper is just sitting there like,
1: ah. Eh
0: he's trying he's still trying to translate it on his phone
1: it doesn't Damn. translate it I, I just gotta go and get rosetta stone to learn spanish
6: <laughs> i think put google I think translate because uh, i'm I'm putting you down bro no, it's, it's okay it's okay i will <laughs> shooting my promo for you for for our future match in spanish and you just didn't know it
1: <laughs> it's perfectly okay because again once i win you'll be going home with the participation oh. trophy not me I think
6: I, I think you're looking at your new DefCon champion right here sitting
1: down. So, okay. yeah, dude, so <laughs> This I, guy I, is
6: like one fart away to falling apart. I
0: get a particip- <laughs> I get a participation trophy.
6: Yeah, all right, it's
3: like the real shit ever. He is one fart away. It's real- <laughs> 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 love you guys, love you. I that
5: is you. the
0: most <laughs> you're all far, get get out of ever. I'm that is great. Ah, <laughs> uh, but you know what? Thank you once again for coming on, uh, my my co-host Dennis Reaper, T Reyes. Thank you, thank you. Uh, once again, I want to plug all the Devereaux, uh teams out there. Uh, us, of course, on on Thursday nights at nine o five. On Saturday, uh, you got the old school show at eight a.m. Gobbler Inc. at nine. Breakfast and body slams at. 10 a.m. on a scheduled uh, once a month when we're in the studio. Sundays, you got the Sullivan Squad at 9 a.m. MMA Misfits at 10 a.m. Uh, and I want to say, hey, Pat, how was that for plugging the other shows? Hey, guys, follow that. Uh, <laughs> shoot, bing, bing. Uh, uh, also, I want to give a shout-out to our podcast affiliates, uh, guys at Tornado Tag Podcast, Anthony, Blackwell and Andy Hedder, the guys at 23 Wrestling, uh, 23 rest 100 Wrestling Podcasts, the two days, Dave Keener and DB Richards, as well as the new guys on our block, all the way from Puerto Rico, Conversation, Conversation de Lucha Libre, and you can check them, j- just Google them, Google them, and they're pretty much on a lot of platforms, not just not just Anchor FM, but I've seen them on Spotify and I believe Apple too as well. So check them out. And if you're online uh, on Facebook as well or on on uh, or on YouTube, check check out National Pro Wrestling Alliance (MPWA) in Puerto Rico, where it's his home company, where he's from yeah. out there. Uh, this gentleman is gonna join me this weekend. We're gonna be up in Sunbury. PA for WXWC4. We're going to be at the Sunbury uh, Ice Rink. They're going to have the head shrinkers there, Samu and Fatu. For you don't know, Fatu is WWE Hall of Famer Rikishi, uh, as well as third-generation uh, wrestler, superstar himself, the future Lance Anawaii. And as, as seen on AEW Dark, you know how people go, like, I seen on TV, I was on TV. Well, <laughs> they got the Sambo Show, brother. Uh, Tyler Andrews and Sam Adams and many more. And that's this Saturday, August 28th. Doors open at 5 p.m. Bell time is at 6 p.m. They will have a meet and greet. General admission is $15, like I said, at the Sunbury Ice Rink, WXWC4. Um, uh, And coming up next week on uh, Thursday Night Slam, we have Anthony iovino i hope i said it i'm always butchering everyone but
1: i, I you probably butchered it
0: that iovino right Lovino. I, 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 no no I, that's an i don't ask me I, how I, to
1: pronounce I. it because i'll butcher it
0: yeah from pro wrestling magic he will be here on the show discussing their upcoming uh september 11th show because everybody has shows on september 11th everybody
1: everybody, everybody does i have it <laughs> In Puerto Rico.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, with the, that being said, we're out of here. And since I said we're heading up to WXWC4, if these guys don't know what it is, check this out. Peace.